Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from the garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that's Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh, R I A M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Kona Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, what's your favorite radio station? Live from the garage. Like a cycle walks into this shit. Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound It's gonna ever keep me down. Live. From the barrage. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my grade school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. Makes sense to me. What's <laughs> wrong with you, people? Hey, John Hulan, fuck you. Oh, there's way too much swearing. <laughs> I was just laughing. That that intro. It's Friday night. We're in effing Queens. That's the first thing. Well, it's like fucking, like a, it's like a mailer novel. <laughs> if you don't use this, the hard CK, you know? Right. Hey, turn your radio down, yeah. Pat. Oh, that's <laughs> Pat's got his radio Pat's, on. Pat's listening to Islanders. Turn your radio down, sir. Islanders. Uh, we're back live from the barrage. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Brad Weissenberger, who filled in for Tree Voigt this week on Tree Voigt's preemptive strike. Yeah, Brad. Yes, good, nice job there. And uh, it's still going, huh? <laughs> what do you look? Yeah, I could hear the radio. Just put, put it up to the mic so we can all hear it. <laughs> I'm on a delay. So uh, the nice job there. Preemptive strike. Listen to that every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, right before our show live from the garage. Tune in for that. That was a decidedly metal set. It's quite metal, Mr. Weisenberger. Nothing wrong with that, right? There was. I think he threw some Slipknot in there. Corrosion of conformities. What the hell's going on? But we're happy to be back. We're happy to be here. I'm here with P- Patrick Walsh and Brian Musikoff. How are you guys? Hi, good. Oh, we took the Iditarod over here through all the feet of snow. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's the big story. The big got, snow coming. I got, yeah, I got eight Huskies, two of which are Malamutes. I don't know what any of that means. It's the dogs on the sled. They're called Malamutes? Malamutes are the big, the big ones. Oh, yeah. I thought Malamutes was what you brought over... Uh, to put on my pizza. <laughs> Malamutes. What's, what's, what's Malamutes? Malamutes was, is the marshmallow candy that all Italians can enjoy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Everyone can enjoy it. Well, everyone can enjoy it. Sure. Why not? Made by Italian. Uh, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting show. We're going to have. Uh, we're going to be interviewing Mr. John Worcester at 9 p.m. Get out. Yeah, it's true. He's calling in, and uh, we'll interview him. And, you know, maybe... Hopefully he'll call in as himself, and we can talk to the man, because I don't think everyone's ever spoken to him in a, in a serious manner. <laughs> he's a serious dude. Watch out. <laughs> Mr. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. He's nice enough to call into this show. Oh, yeah. And promote uh, us on Facebook. Thank you, John. Twitter, everything. Good job, John Worcester. Thank you, man. Peanut chews for life. Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't know how uh, how Brian Music off in his infinite um, indie rock connections. Oh, stop. Always making things happen. Good job. But, uh, Gets jo- results. You're right. Uh, jo- he, he was pleased to do it, and uh, we're psyched to have him. <laughs> Excellent. 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 I also heard from, uh, I heard from this guy at the New York Times. Uh, well, I shouldn't even talk about it. He's probably, he said he was going to listen. I'll talk about it next week. I think he's going to come in next week. Okay. 
I don't know what's going to happen with that. He's been here before. Nothing happened because well, that's, that's you know the story his, behind that, don't you? That's on his editor, though. Right? Yeah, I, there was a uh, there was another radio show, another story about another radio show where the people were mentally disabled. I was going to say, fuck and those guys, they, but they're, they're mentally disabled. He went so. with that. Well, yeah, it's pretty much the same great. story. Well, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same pitch, really. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that didn't happen last. That was a couple years ago. So now uh, you know. We'll see what happens next week, and maybe it'll be something. I don't know. I shouldn't say anything. I should. I should have kept my mouth shut from the beginning. I shouldn't have even said that. No, keep talking, Josh. Right. Yeah, keep keep right talk my, on talking. Talk myself right out of a New York right Times of, article. Talk yourself right out of the paper. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, if you're listening, uh, tell uh, tell the world that we're ready to take over for whoever's the big name in radio, and uh, we will be will be uh, auditioning tonight. Yeah, ready, ready. <laughs> we already have. Call in 718-577-2716. And uh, waiting, of course, on Tommy Rockstar, as always. He coming in from hot from Vegas. And who knows where Ryan is? He's usually here on time. This is odd. Mm. He comes in with, like, flip-flops and a sh- pair of shorts and uh, cut-off jean shorts. Well, well it, it, normally he comes in with, <laughs> you know, with, with the kids in tow who hang out with your family, so maybe it's, right. it's hard to get out of the house. It's we'll funny um, that you say that, Pat, because I think Tommy Rockstar is coming straight from this lo- plane from Las Vegas. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, I, that's, that was the joke? That I'm was sorry. the joke, yeah. I'm, a little, I'm on a delay still. Don't worry. Jokes are always better when you have to explain them. <laughs> so, I'm not really dressed for the weather, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Can you buy thermal underwear at, uh, at the airport? Totally, totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, we'll see him about 11 o'clock, and... Uh, what else is going on? Fucking waiting for the snow. I, my my whole house is uh, torn asunder with this plumbing uh, mishap I had. Oh, no. What happened with this? <laughs> I heard the no. riser banging away when I was in there getting a glass. Oh, was it banging? Yeah. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Are they working on your plumbing right now? No, I had to call the plumber in this morning. It's 6 o'clock this morning. There was leaks all over the place. My, my, my The problem is my house is built in 1923. It's a mm-hmm. mess. It's like the, the pipes are Swiss cheese. Oh. And there's steam and hot oil and gas shooting everywhere, all over everybody's faces. Mm-hmm. Well, that nice, that nice rusty water. Well, red, yeah, that red water. It's great. Keeps on everything. Hey, free heat. So uh, yeah, we got it working. I've been working on it all day with the with with the plumber and the plumber. You know that that I know is 81 years old. The same guy you told us about last week. That's right, Tony right. Abitangelos. <laughs> And he comes over. <laughs> my, uh, Colette's like, what did he say? What's the prognosis? Because she's at work. Where and does this round thing go? This was his prognosis. He's a great guy. He's a super nice guy. And he actually did everything well. Everything's working now. And uh, he goes, <laughs> this is what his prognosis was. She goes, what did he say when he saw it? He said, oh, fuck. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Holy shit. Holy shit, John. Fuck. 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 Fuck oh, me. That oh, fuck. It's not good, is it? No, it was not good. But the end of the day, he's like, oh, uh, there was another part of the job. I was like, ah, do you, you don't have to do this today. I don't want to kill you, Tony. He's like, I wish I was dead. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my you don't want to hear that. That's absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> but he fixed it. So I, I was like, I just pat him on the back. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, don't die. The pipes are as old as he. Yeah, it's, it's fixed. Something's still funky. I don't know. Hopefully the heat stays on. Yeah, All right. Whatever. Whatever will get you through the season. Hopefully the heat matters. stays on. Rip, you... rip, rip Glenn Fry. Hopefully the heat stays on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so bad. Uh, so do you think this was a result of frozen pipes? No, it's it's just my, my system's all ganked up yeah, just, and it's, just... it's old and it has holes in it. That's yeah, shit timing. All right. Sucks. Yeah, bad timing. So that's my story. I, I what was that boiler put in? Four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there's, there's that theory. <laughs> Blasted furnace. Exactly. It's turned into car talk. <laughs> Call in with your What noise problem. is it making? <laughs> well, it's kind of like a... <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's bad. That's it's bad. bad. Got to open up the hood and look into it. Oh, city. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I got. It's 808. What do you guys got? Anything? <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> Waiting for the snow. Yeah. Ready for snow apocalypse. Watching I the did air. all my shopping. I went, to the, I went to the beverage store. You know, we were off. <laughs> <laughs> I got a keg of beer. I'm ready. Bring it on. That counts as did bread, you? Pat. Yeah. That counts as bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tomorrow, I'm going to lock myself in with my around the corner buddy. And uh, we're going to watch all seven hours. So call him. What? We're gonna watch the uh, the super the uh, Godfather the supercut the seven hour long. I knew super what you cut. were gonna say. Yeah, yeah. There was a, apparently um, I don't know who did it originally. There was like a Godfather epic, right? Where they cut it in in chronological order. Right. That's that's what this is. This is Coppola's Coppola's right. version. But in the original Godfather epic version, it was like. 20 hours long because they put the Godfather 3 in there no. and with the commercials it was on regular TV now it's going to be on HBO right. all in a row and right. without the Godfather right. 3 thank God right. they locked right. that right. piece of right. garbage right. off right. Right. right right I still haven't seen that I think. <laughs> but, yeah um, good don't right. it's terrible right Right from the beginning you're like oh no first of all the first 20 minutes of the movie is just scenes from the first two movies <laughs> and that's not Coppola right <laughs> yeah first, first 20 minutes of the movie is the meeting of the Galactic Senate is it <laughs> 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 Chancellor, <laughs> my people are dying while you sit by. I declare a vote of no confidence. The heads of five families. The we have a banjo funs a noon. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. So that's you're gonna sit inside and watch that whole thing, huh? How come you only come and see me when you need help from the dark side of the force? How come they uh? You know, if they, I don't understand how they're going to cut it in chronological order. How is that going to work? Like, well, you take. No, I get flight. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to explain the whole plot. But to like, you. doesn't that kind of ruin the flow of the? Other I would movie? think so, but I'll Maybe find not. out. I'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Coppola made it, so hey, get back to us. Yeah, full Let review. Us know I will. That's full seven hours. A long time on your ass. <laughs> so we'll see. I knew it was you, Yoda. <laughs> 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 Greedo was always t- the smart god. one. Now, here's my question: Did HBO air this, or is it only on demand? Luke, did you just say Luke? I am your godfather. Yes. Go- oh. <laughs> Luke Cabrazzi Skywalker. Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> I might be able to call him off, but I can never call off Luca Skywalker. I get all my epics confused. Uh, is everyone over Star Wars now? Is it is it is it a done deal? Well, everyone's psyched about the next movie that's coming out. Yeah, they just pushed it back. Right. Well, no, there's one in between. That's it's it's oh. a one shot story. Yeah, I'm not so psyched about that. Wing, wing, wing. What the hell? Rebel it Wing Commander Rebel, X. Like that. Right. Red, red it's, team. It's about the folks who stole the plans to the Death Star. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, they stole uh, the plans to the Death Star. Well, they, they built the Death Star, so the mission unsuccessful for those guys in the movie. No. <laughs> They just need to find one vent. That's all, <laughs> that's all they need. It's pretty much the plot of the latest movie, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seal up all vents in the new Death Star. It's a Death Star, but bigger. <laughs> Thank you. Do you think we can destroy it? I don't know. Let's watch the, the pop in the VHS of the last movie, and let's see what, what they did. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say about that? I forget. I <laughs> uh, so Glenn, Glenn Fry died. He did, yeah. Uh, did he, it wasn't on Friday. That would be ironic. No. Died on Friday. Uh, he he was. I didn't know he was a New Yorker, or was he just here for his uh, treatment? 
Uh, I don't know. I, I just saw that documentary under a year ago. I should know this. Either he's from Colorado or, Sh- Man, or Michigan. I, I got to watch that documentary. I think, Texas. I think he's from Detroit. Actually. Detroit, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, right. that, yeah, that seems okay. right. He seems like a Detroit guy. Detroit. Who's worse, him or? Uh, well, I mean, the man is <laughs> yeah, dead. Exactly. I don't want to clown. <laughs> I did right. like when I was a kid. I had uh, a Miami Vice soundtrack tape. Uh-huh. And it had Smuggler's Blues on it. And I used to think that song was way cool. I used to listen to it all the time. He's got that raspy voice, him and, uh, yeah. Oh, there's the, he goes through the whole thing. And then the last time he says Smuggler's Blues, he goes, Smuggler's Blues. He gives that, it's horrible. It's, like, really bad. But, uh, uh, Take It Easy was, like, his signature jam, right? Is he Take It Easy? He's the guy? Yeah, well, that's what I thought. But then I read he didn't write it. I don't know. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that that was like his big claim to fame. I don't know, man. I'm I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm not gonna sit here and make fun of him. Yeah, just die. well. Right, no, no, not not my point. I'm just saying right. he's he's generally abhorred. In between him and uh Yeah, I mean he stinks, but him and uh uh Don Henley. Uh, well, Don Henley's worse. Yeah. But way, way worse. Way right. worse. It was a famous story. One of them that met, smug bastard. Right. Well <laughs> I can't remember it was either him, it was either Fry or Henley who met Fry. Joe Strummer. In the studio, which is a complete prick to him. Oh, Did really? Did you ever hear this one? Yeah, I don't no, know. I can't. Never heard that one. Maybe someone in the chat can confirm that with how the story was. <laughs> I don't know the story. I don't know why I brought it up. Jody on the chat box saying Jackson Brown and Glenn wrote Take It Easy. Oh, so okay. Glenn Fry and yeah. Jackson Brown collaborating there to write Take It Easy. You know, not the worst Eagles song. You pronounce, how do you pronounce it? Take It Easy. Take It Easy. Uh, saying hello to everyone in the chat box. Hello. Thank you for joining us out there. Appreciate it. Hi, chat. Uh, fucking... Fireball. I forgot to play something because we were off the entire holiday break. Usually we have a Christmas show and New Year's and all that stuff, and they all happened to land on Friday, so we were off. And I forgot to play something. You want to hear some Christmas music? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'd love to hear that Christmas rap again. You have that queued? Uh, no. Oh, I, I love that song. This is not a song, but this is a this is a little spot that Elliot Turton did, Tertron did for us, a little commercial spot. Mm-hmm. We'll listen to that now. Uh, a full month and week after Christmas. The Life from the Barrage Holiday Super Sale is back and with savings like these, it's hats off to Larry. Conan Neutron Mutton Chop Earmuffs, $5.99. The Ryan Game Home Edition with Interactive DVD, $15.99. Nutcrackers shaped like Paul O'Neill's cock, $2.99 a pair. Hairdo Farms Ready to Eat Ham and Cheese Lunchables, only $4.99. The Patrick Walsh Vapor Kit with three different flavor oils, just $25. Chris Kasuga's Christmas Carol Classics, available on CD tapes and Tape tapes, $12.99. $22 calzones, just $21.99. Beats <laughs> by Mike Francesca headphones, $35. The Tommy Rockstar Little Rockstar Home Screen Printing Press, ages 10 and up, $80. I know everybody in alternative music. The Brian Musicoff Story, $13.99. Now available in paperback. Uncle Houlihan's New York Style Take and Bake Frozen Pizzas, $7.99. Not available in Chicago. So get a gift for the Stunad on your list this holiday season at the Life from the Barrage Super sale going on now. There you go. <laughs> we all got we all got a product. Uh, Elliot Tertron. Thanks, that Elliot. That great, was phenomenal commercial spot. There. He uh, he goes. Uh, he, he emails out to me, and finally, when I was able to list it, I was like, "Holy shit!" And he goes, "You know, holy shit is right." Uh, he's like, "You know, I was doing those all day." I was like, "Yeah, I could tell." He's just <laughs> that's what he's actually doing in the at work. <laughs> How come you didn't play that writing, last writing and cutting it? How could you not play that last week? I had it written down. And I completely forgot. Hey, oh, man, we got a lot God. of things to get to. You know, this is true. Big week. Hey, Ryan, what's going on? Hi, doing? Ryan. What are you, big time? Good. Now you're 15 minutes late because you're... i get you were... here when I get here. That's right. <laughs> You'll like it. You're 15 minutes late because Ryan was in a newspaper, so he's all uh, he's big time in us now. That's right. 
Ryan was okay. recognized for his Foley direction. That's right, Ryan. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Ryan and uh, and Mr. Fang too got got some nice props. I saw he made he made some sort of credit. What do you mean? I was on Facebook. I I, I thought you saw it. Oh, someone oh, posted oh, yeah. on the live from the barrage page. Like, oh, Jimmy Ed Woods from Australia right. saw Mr. Fang in the credits. Right, the- that was a weird thing because when uh, when they asked to that was from uh, Making a Murder, and when they asked us right. to submit credits, uh, we, he he we put in Leslie and uh, Mr. Fang as Foley artist and. Uh, this guy, Mike Fowler, I think he did like a half an episode, and we put him in for credits, mm. too. And basically what they did is I got credited on every other episode, and the other team got credited uh, uh, So uh, as if there was two I different see. For uh, those of you who are listening, uh, Ryan is a Foley artist, <clears throat> right. and he makes the sounds that you hear in the movies. Right. Mr. Fang right. works with him. Is Fang your peer, or is he your... He's my ward. <laughs> he's his <laughs> ward. <laughs> my assistant, Mr. I mean, Fang. Is it, you guys do the same thing, or is he or No, he's, uh, he's learning to be... A, he he's great. He does everything. He's uh he he can edit. He can engineer. He's but he's aspiring to be a foley artist. To stick he's, a broom in his ass, and he will make the sound of someone sweeping up. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that that I found out uh, by accident, <laughs> you, actually. But. And he, his last name is indeed Fang. Huh? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. John Fang. Good 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 man. We like John Fang. Good good band. Two name Fang. Uh, the Fang game. The Fang. Yeah, so we're always excited when we see like Ryan's name in the credits of a movie or something. It always gets me uh, excited, even though I don't really watch movies. Anymore. You know who doesn't get excited is my kids. They don't give a shit. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'll go through. We'll, I'll go through the HBO channels. I'll say like. I worked on that one. I worked on that one. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, all right, you're right. You're right. I know. I know. Because of course they care. It's Nobody cool. likes a bragger. Of course they care. It's cool not to care. That's what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to work with a guy like that. It was it was a friend of mine. We used to drive around. I worked on that house. I worked in that guy's house, and he does get it irritating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, that's great. That's true. No, nobody likes a braggart. So I try not. To really, I based my whole life. I on like bragging. when you brag, though. I don't <laughs> I'm know. the best braggart. Yeah. <laughs> Live from the braggart. <laughs> So, speaking of HBO, Rye, tomorrow I'm going to uh, sit through seven hours of the of the uh, supercut of Godfather. Oh, you're going to watch that? Gonna try it, yeah. Are you going to urinate, or are you going to hold it? I have a uh, one of those trailblazer things. He has a Texas catheter. Right. JT Miller's on fire. Rangers goal, this. three to one. Wow. I'm wearing my depends. Oh, Ranger, Rangers three, Carolina three. one. Yeah, right. All right. Who's so, your friend that you're watching this with? Oh, my friend uh, Nick is my around the corner neighbor. I, we never knew we were neighbors. He plays in a great band. If I can picture a band, he plays in a great band called Overlake, who are kind of like shoegazy. I don't know, like Yellow Tango, Sonic Youthy, My Bloody Valentine kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. With two other friends of mine, just coincidentally, they hired, they brought him onto the band to replace their last drummer, and uh, it's just a collision of worlds. A, I know, I knew the band before he joined, and B. He's my around the corner neighbor. I never do that, so we're gonna snow in tomorrow. And am I your only friend that's not interested in music in playing music? Really? <laughs> What's that? Am I your only f- friend that's not interested in playing music? You know, like every well, well, every musician well, fuck, in the fuck, world. Fuck music. You're my friend. <laughs> but I'm I'm just <laughs> I know that. that. Yeah. I know it's not based upon that. But Isn't that cool I'm, though? When you when you know somebody from the uh, from something else, and then all of a sudden you bump into them, you're like, oh, oh you live around the corner. Well, it's awesome. We, we could hang out all the time and watch The Godfather. Right, it's gonna be great. Right, around, the, think, around the corner, friend is my great. favorite LL Cool J song. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's the background to this uh, to The Godfather? Now they, it's w- it's in chronological yeah, order. Talked about it. Of, of one and two, we talked about it. Already. But are they yeah. are they showing an extended cut of it? Is that what right, it is? Right. So it's extra. It's it's the two movies, the first two. Yeah. Or you could say the only two, and. It's uh, in chronological order, cut from you know 
beginning to end, obviously, with all the... It starts out, Marlon Brando's a baby. Right. Uh, <laughs> <this> <laughs> they, show, they show it in reverse, like, uh, like, like John Winter. And he's a, he's, a, he's a, more, a zygote. <laughs> he's, born, he's born an adult with a, with a knife in his stomach. 20, minute, 20 minutes of lost footage of Luca Brazzi right. taking a mean growler <laughs> and at, 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 <laughs> after eating too much congeal. At, <laughs> at the very end of the epic, it's the year 2046. And uh, the, the earth has uh, become too hot and uninhabitable. In, 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 <laughs> it's like a Poppy has control of cold. <laughs> it's global warming. It's going to kill us all. So we'll see. I'll come in with a report next week. I'll let you know how it is. Yes, please do. Thank you. And I want to know how your, little, your new little friendship goes with Nick. From around the corner. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. I don't know. I'm not accusing you of anything. Buddy, I think I you're care. jealous. I am a little jealous. I don't like when you get new friends. <laughs> right. He's in Godfather mode already. Look at this guy. There's a new. Yeah. There's What's a new. There's to mean? a new rule. None of you guys can be friends with anybody except for me. <laughs> no new people. No new. No new friends. Well, Elliot Tertron is my new best friend. Now that was awesome. Ryan, did you get to hear that? Yeah, we're not playing. I, I came in on the uh, second <laughs> half of it. He made us a Christmas commercial. He did. That he, he's a talented voiceover Holy man. Holy smokes! Yeah, he is. Oh my God! The Rangers score wow. again. Wow. Yeah, four, four they're on the road too. Colorado, right, yeah. right. They suck on the road this year. There's nobody in that Carolina, Carolina stadium. Right. Yeah. Whatever oh, the stadium yeah, that no is. Right what now, is that? Like they? a Dollar Shave Stadium or something like that? Smoothie King Arena. Right. The <laughs> Smoothie King Center. <laughs> 311 Day. Oh, <laughs> Our guest is from Carolina. He's going to be pissed about it. By the way, the Rutabaga has two new fans this week. Actually, as of yesterday. I, oh, yeah? I played them at work yesterday. And Rutabaga, fine band from Indiana. Hey, can we talk about their video that's up for a Paste Award to win a substantial amount of money? Yes. What's the? Uh, try to find that website. You can go oh, vote for the Rutabaga's right. video. Uh, Mr. King, a, f- a great friend of the show, uh, Mr. Tuna Montgomery King, made this, uh, directed this video. video. For, Let me uh, see if I could put this on the Shiny chat. Destination, which we play on the show a lot. Right. Good song, good band, good people. Excellent. They're Excellent m- all around and great video, too. See, Ryan, they're my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let me try to find this link. I'll but they play it. music. They do. They do. Yeah. Here's their song right They're here. Good. It goes like this. I fucking love this too. It's a great song. Yeah, it really is. It's one of my favorite, like, peer written songs. I'm, well, not that peers of mine, but, like, you know, people I know. Great. Mr. King on the chat box saying there's a possible $10,000 prize. Right. Oh, that's the post that So go vote for them. As soon as Brian finds the website, we'll tell <laughs> you all about it. Ah, Mr. King can always type it in the chat. No, I got it. I guess right here. <laughs> Pacemagazine.com. Damn it. I have to start again. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thing. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. Fucking thing. I broke the internet. This is Mario Asaro. Yeah. Wait, is Mario coming in today or is he afraid? I'm all in. Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh no, he had some art thing. I don't know. He's coming in later. I can't. I haven't. I, it's been a couple of days since I talked to him. And when he talks to me, I really got to be honest with you. I'm not really listening too closely. <laughs> he sent me a very nice uh, thank you note about his uh, birthday treats. We, we really touched that man. Oh really? Did he? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Once in a while, Mario's heart of gold comes out when his you know his wallet of cheapness. Right. Yeah. You have to buy him something. So. You have to buy him something. Exactly. And for those who don't know, we got him a, a Carvel cookie puss 
and we got him his favorite, a case of his favorite beer. The way to his heart is through your wallet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. You can go to pastemagazine.com slash articles. Okay, someone found it. Thank you. Yes. Who, who posted that? Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. It's pastemagazine.com slash articles slash 2016. Are oh, you writing this down? Slash 01 slash small w. Sorry. Just go to pastemagazine.com slash okay. articles and you'll yeah, find it probably. Tuna did that. Or you could just, if you're in the chat box live now and right. not listening on the podcast, you could always just click on it. That's how computers work. You click on the thing that's blue, and it takes you a new and exciting world where the rutabaga reigns supreme. Right, right, and, and vote for him. It's the videos, and watch the video when you're done listening to the show. Video's so great. Video's Love incredible. Video. It's puppets. Yeah. yeah, there's puppets, stuff. and they're involved in some kind of caper. Right, and there's an old, an old, um, like an old server room, it looks like. And Josh told me how he got it. I think it was from like a... A museum or something. Maybe Tuna could tell us what, what that what was going on with that. I think it was a an exhibit of old servers that they found used for props in the in the video. You watch the video, right? Stop bossing the listeners around. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little shout out to the live from the barrage in there too. I missed that. Well, yeah, there is a sticker. sticker on the uh, on the case. On the oh, case. Oh no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, you'll okay. see in that video. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A friend of ours, Chris Hall, is the uh, villain. Mm. <laughs> I believe he steals a guitar. Oh, it's classic when he gets raided by the police. The look all on his right, face. All right, all right, all right. So watch the video. Watch the friggin' video. <laughs> well, you watch can listen to us explain it. You yeah. can watch the seven-hour cut of that video on you HBO could. this you week. You could, you could. Uh, if, if, if snowed in. Tuna, don't tell Tuna though. He didn't let it. He didn't. You know, he, it happened. Mr. King's been going it on, va- it on, on vacation and taking one of these dumb stuffed animals with him everywhere he goes and <laughs> taking pictures of it like on vacation. It's the yeah. weirdest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, but tell me those pictures weren't hot. I wanted to go there. I wanted to go surprise him. Yeah, Hi. I, I kind of look at the pictures and go, what the hell's wrong with this guy? He went on vacation. It's awesome. <laughs> Instead of taking pictures like his wife, he's taking pictures of his stuffed animal on the beach. Well, he doesn't want to exploit his, his wife. His stuffed animals. I get that. It, it, how, about, how about our friends who, we have two different friends who just got back from Hawaii for separate birthday reasons. How cool is that? Yeah. Who? Who? What happened? Great, I was laughing about Mr. King's stuffed animal yeah. pictures. Yeah. We're really living vicariously through other people's vacations now. This is, this is our show. It's like a fucking, it's like a, a little a monkey stuffed animal on a surfboard or something. Right. Well, speaking of vacations, I'm thinking of going to uh, North Wales to go see the... Um, the Drive Like Jehu curated uh, All Tomorrow's Parties. Have you seen the bill for that? No. Oh, that's phenomenal. I don't. <laughs> Mr. King in the chat box screaming at me in all caps. It's not a dumb stuffed animal. It's, it's Dudley, Dudley, you maniac. Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. King was not there, you dummy, he says. <laughs> <laughs> I should hope not. And that's even weirder. You're just walking around by yourself with a stuffed, stuffed animal, animal taking pictures. And it, whack up. Like a boca, it, a boca or something. It like is that. Florida after it's all. So you it's, it's, right. it's all, it's all it's good There was a missus. I, I used to live a five-minute walk from where uh, he was staying, actually. Oh, I, where yeah. was he staying? I couldn't get past the, the stuffed the, animal. I think at the Boca Raton Hotel. The, oh, that's right. Boca Raton. It's Boca Raton, darling. El Boca, Correct tell, Tron, bro. Tell Boca Vista. <laughs> <laughs> Work trip, he writes. Fuck you, he writes. You're dead to me, he writes in the chat box. Oh, come on, Mr. King. Come you on, know, King. You're, I'm just playing with you. The other guy taking pictures of this grown man taking pictures of stuffed animals. And and Tuna, he's jealous. I am. Jealous. I, listen, I just spent 20 minutes saying what a genius Mr. King is, and I say he's a weirdo for taking a picture of a stuffed animal, and I get crucified. Only as Weird, as weirdo is what makes him genius. I guess. So anyway, that was a tuna's vacation epic, and it was, it was a vacation. He's, he's there for work. He's for also work. screwed at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your job? You can walk around with a stuffed animal all day. All right. It's a good gig. 
It was Dudley. Guy's busy with his stuffed animal. <laughs> right. And there's puppets all over. Yeah, exactly. Going back to the video, there's it's puppets like, all over the it's video. It's toy research, like, uh, like <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> and big. It's a toy tester. <laughs> you know, the stitches put up the, with the beach. <laughs> I'm ready to get paid off big time. What's that, Mr. King? I'm ready to get paid off big time. Uh, <laughs> He's taking notes on the plane. So far, it appears to be handling the pressurization quite well. <laughs> All of our friends go to cool places for work. We have right, uh, we have Tommy in Vegas, Tuna's in Florida. Where, where we yeah, go? don't say me. I go to Peekskill. Peekskill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go to Hobo. You get to go to Peekskill? Yeah, you know. You do any surfing? <laughs> with Mrs. Garrett? <laughs> yeah, right outside Indian Point. Eat, eat some of them peak skill oysters? I'm going to Manhattan, it's freaking my job is exploding. I don't even want to talk about it in the air. It's crazy. Gosh, gosh. It's all a big mess nightmare. Yeah, take the money and run. Well, it's not really an option, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan's got the left-hand milk stout today. I'm really jealous about it. I'm Patrick. Pa- I'm sorry. Patrick has <laughs> uh, Dyslexia in the chat box. To, to, to clarify, I'm the uh, only one who doesn't get it. Everyone here, <laughs> everyone here seems to, to get it well, just fine. Get back. The chat keeps logging me out. Huh? Hmm. Dyslexia says they don't get it. Oh, but Tuna does. Okay. It's fucking, what, 20 degrees outside? And... I bought a warm 18-pack of Budweiser from 7-Eleven. It's right. warm. Well, John, right behind you, I bought you a six of Tall Boys. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, no way. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Well, good night. 28 currently. <laughs> a time of yeah. temperature. Put that other shit outside. Time of temperature, live in the brush. 28 degrees, snow on the way. Right. What are they predicting for snowfall? I think it's going to start like, 12, after midnight, right? 12 like, to 18 now. But after midnight. After midnight. Okay. We go on a little. I hear different reports. I hear I hear midnight. I hear, I hear 4 a.m. I have no idea what's happening. I really don't care. I mean, you know, if the trains aren't running, I'm not going to be able to go to work, and that's that. If they are, I'm going to go to work, and then I will shovel my snow, and what the fuck? Right. It's not going to be that. It's going to be maybe a foot, foot and a half. It's not catastrophic. It's nothing... I'm just hoping the Islanders play tomorrow and the place is deserted. Right. <laughs> be awesome. So yeah. you can get the, the, beer, whole place the, to the beer kiosk all to yourself. Yeah, I'm going to run around and recreate that scene from uh, The Breakfast Club. It's a, <laughs> it's a great move to uh, go to a hockey game during like a disaster. Because <laughs> then you get the place all to yourself. Just br- bring your skates. <laughs> Maybe they'll let you play. Right? Exactly. A little scrimmage. <laughs> Somebody check the Slovakian guys on that team. They have snowshoes already packed and everything. They're ready to go. Right. Oh, about- banging on the boards like an eight-year-old during the pregame trying to get a puck. <laughs> you call this snow? How'd you get to the game? It's pretty icy out there. I skated. I'm a hockey player, you idiot. Right. You skated right over you. About the snow, my, my friend from England, my non-music friend, Ryan, from England, wrote me concerned about the storm that's about to hit us. So apparently it's a, it's a, national, it's a global international news. That, really? that, uh, apparently, she that. That's about it. That's it. Yeah. Why do they care? We're, we're, That's we're my point. Yeah. Because people like other people suffering. They're like, ah, oh, look. Are at we this. gonna die? Is that what's going on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like getting ready to build a fucking snowman. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 I'm fine. People my, in Japan are worried about me. Oh my! My electric is underground in my neighborhood. <laughs> Shahed and Freida. I'm all set. If I had known that we were all gonna a die, deli. I never would have paid that guy a thousand dollars to fix my heat today. That's right. Mm. I got an industrious deli directly across the street from me. They'll be open. They'll be open <laughs> bright funny. and early. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my big decision at Seven Eleven was like, should I buy a third pack of cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. Like a total idiot. <laughs> or in New York, what's gonna happen? Uh, yeah. I, I, believe me, these guys stay open no matter what. Yeah, there was. The I, I did wait on a freaking gas line. If you could believe it. First of all, I went by one gas station. They were out of gas. Wow. I go. You get these people. They they panic. 
Yeah, well, they're worked into a froth by these news reports. Right. So, you know, Colette sends me to go get gas, and I'm waiting online like, oh, you got to be kidding me. It's like the end of the world. If something really did happen, we're all screwed. Right. Well, me and John grew up in the same neighborhood. Do you remember? By the way, 20 bucks fill up my tank. Oh, wow. God bless America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Right. Thank $1.99. Yeah. Who John, needs a 401k? John, do you remember the gas lines on Northern? It was around the late 70s, early 80s. <laughs> I yes. never pay attention to the price of gas, like, ever, because I just don't care. You, you, don't you really, need it anyway. Right. I don't really drive and stuff. And, but, and that's all people talk about at work. Like, what's gas by you? Oh, it's a dollar. I saw it was a dollar ninety six. Oh yeah? Well, I saw it was a dollar ninety four. And they have like, these competitions. It's, it's, it's the most inane conversation you've ever heard besides this show. Over cents. Right. Jersey, and Jersey always wins. That's right. Yeah. Every uh, That's right. <laughs> every gas station on the Garden State Parkway has to, by law, have the exact same price. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. All right. Otherwise, you know, you'll have people, I don't know, you create and chaos. And they're allowed to shoot you on sight if you get out of your car. <laughs> yeah. You have to pump your own. No, yeah. You, you can't pump to, your own gas. Right. There in uh, Jersey and Oregon. Right. Get, get out of the car. I've been driving for 10 hours. Get Guess out of the car. What are you doing? I'm stretching my legs, you <laughs> maniac. Get Trying back take... in the car. Yeah. Do you know that Oregon is uh, is not self-service? Oregon is uh, is full-service gas pumps. I got out of my car yes, in Oregon. Yes, we just said Jersey yeah. and Oregon. Jersey, yeah. same deal. Oh, I thought you meant about the prices being the same. No, uh, no. All right. So, yeah, I got I got screamed at yeah. by the guy. I got to stretch my legs because of these prices. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking me with them prices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a blood clot in my leg because of these prices. All right, all right, all right. My, my, my. Go, go ahead, Brian. My cartoon brain, John. Do you remember the the gas lines? For... <laughs> Power through, Brian. The gas lines. Bro, there was up and down Northern Boulevard. I remember my grandparents. And my I parents installed really those gas lines. <laughs> really upset. Talking it was like the gas crisis in the seventies. Yes, yes, yes. I don't remember that. Actually, Northern I have no, was, I have no a, clear memory of that. Northern was insanity. Mm, I, remember I remember that. I get, getting gas was like a. A whole day affair. You had to wait online, and oh, it was a nightmare. Oh right. yeah, and my dad told me that there would always be one guy that would come screeching in ahead of the line, and everybody would start yeah, fighting yeah. with him and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I anticipated yeah. some kind of uh, problems at this gas station because even though the line wasn't long, people were coming in from different directions, and also depending on what side your gas tank was on. So there was a uh, confusion over the protocol because there was no dedicated line, mm-hmm. and I, there was a little like jog, and I thought it might get a little dicey, but. Uh, it didn't, thank God. Yeah. No fights. Just the anticipation of enough is, is enough to drive you crazy. <laughs> and, you know, I don't remember this ever happening. The, the, the thing that pissed me off is I could care less if there's gas in the car. I'm not going to use it. I don't care. I, I don't remember this happening be, before Hurricane Sandy. I'd be more excited Sandy. about the fight. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. this happening before Hurricane Sandy. Do you? Oh, totally did. Yeah. Did it? Before? Also, we're, no, we're going to get a foot of snow before Hurricane Sandy. I don't remember everybody lining yeah, up the gas Before pumps. it did, but I remember I got, I got my... Uh, my two cars filled up and a gas can filled up the day before at like an obscure gas station. Uh-huh. But the, the gas, gas can. sale, gas, yeah. gas sale, <laughs> yeah, I got a, got a hooked up a gas sale. <laughs> same same price, credit to cash, QB, viaduct. Right. How is that even legal that they charge more if you use a credit card? Mm, gouging. I don't know. Patrick, that space heater of yours is that gasoline that. or, or look, uh, look into that, Brian? Pro, propane, propane, propane. Brian, uh, when we're off this week, I want you to. Uh, I want you to look into that and uh, look into give me a report on the, on on how it's more money if you pay with a credit card. And oh, I, and I want to submit that to the Justice Department. Uh, you know, I so don't you know. got two assignments. I, it, it could yeah. have it Godfather could, review. Godfather, well, that's that's fine. It's going to keep you busy. Put together a committee. <laughs> I'm guessing it has something to do with the fact that <laughs> you downtime at the bar. Well, the gas stations get hit with fees for using like the credit card companies charge charge the credit card. You know, 
charge the gas stations for using credit cards. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So it seems, guess, seems know. shady to me. Yeah. I know when uh, I was texting Brian, I thought Brian was at work the other night. Uh, it's like three in the morning. I'm like, yo, what's up, man? Are you, do you know what time I go to and sleep? And I'm like, oh, wait, you're at work, right? He's like, no. John, do you know what time I go to sleep? I figured he was sitting behind the bar with like two you know, guys re- filling out a racing form. My usual go to sleep time, I'm not kidding, is 5 a.m. Oh, I, yeah? I sleep from 5 yeah. till noon. You get into that habit. It's hard to break. It really is. It really, but it works really for me. Is. It's tough. Yeah, it's I was. Tough. I can't. You know, I work at night. I get to get home at one. One. No, I get home at like twelve. Yeah, when 12 you, 30. When you, text, I can't go to sleep. I'm all wound up. You, you, you got to wind, wind down. down. You have to watch the Twilight Zone. Ugh. So, I was at the Barcade in Jersey City when he texted me. So it's all it's all good in the hood. They got right. one there too, and it's great. Yeah. I was playing Tapper and thinking to myself, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> No, I'm thinking to myself, if this shit happened in real life, if these people being such dicks that everyone get the fuck out. Right, I you wouldn't, wouldn't keep sliding beers no. down the bar. I just love that you get a day off and you just march right <laughs> over to Tapper. Yeah, <laughs> roll the corners. I didn't. I didn't pick the game, but I played the game. <laughs> it's like, a, like a line cook playing Burger Time. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Warsaw will call and he'll be my friend. <laughs> you're a frog oh, and you're so crossing the street all day, dodging cars. You get home, take your boots off. So like, sick oh, of man. serving burgers. Put frog around. <laughs> Play frog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> burger time. So sick of directing this traffic. Uh, Eating power pellets man. all day. Up old, man, man. old man's been busting my hump. I've been cr- cracking up asteroids all day, man. What do I, what do, I do in my downtime here? <laughs> <laughs> they take this space helmet off. I know. So sick of delivering these papers. <laughs> <laughs> Those are video games where, like, you have a job. Fuck that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's a video game. You get to, uh, you know, you sit in an office and take phone calls. Uh-huh. You're a secretary. It's mm. called secretary. <laughs> and you have to say, like... There's uh, a like, solitaire you know, minigame <laughs> hidden in it. Mr. Uh, Collison, we'll see you now. <laughs> and you get 100 points. Can well, you get this notarized? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a plumber game, isn't it? Notary. The game. Do you A, tell your wife that you're in? B, tell him he's not in. Tommy Rockstar is walking in with a hat Hi, made Tommy. of dreadlocks yeah, or something. What are, you, what are you wearing, Tommy? It's a Wookiee. I have to take a picture of that for, for the for the chat. Please don't. <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> Hang on, Tom. Tom, smile. What? Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Hi, Tommy. How you doing? Good, guys. How you good. doing? Good, good, good. good. Um, what's on your head? Oh, this no. Oh, this uh, is, oh that. Oh, this whole thing. It's not a. Uh, it's not a dreadlock. It's a. It's a. Could you put it on? And oh, I just Chitulu. Chitulu. It's a knit cap of who? How do you pronounce it? Chitulu. Call of call of Chitulu. Trapped on the rice. How you guys doing? Tommy is an an octopus from the deep. Who's going to? Take over the world. Swam over from uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> did you just come straight from the airport? Uh, no, I slept all day. And oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I Uh-oh. thought you told me you were coming from the airport. Well, sort of. <laughs> that mask, man. Crazy what, now. did you run here or something? <laughs> yeah, man, I ran up the block. <laughs> I was going to go to Taco Bell and fake you guys out with some fake Jack's tacos to see if you guys knew the difference, but uh, I think you figured you would. Just Sharpie and Jack's over yeah. at Taco Bell, right? And no one's going to get this, but I see you have the Ryan Denmark steel ski mask. I oh, do. Nice job. I do. Actually, I have the uh, Barrage Keep Warm kit that you got me for my birthday. Oh, nice. Good. I that? need one of those gloves. I could only find one. You want one? You want the other one? No, I'm good. Uh, right. I'm, I'm now so cold that I don't care anymore. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I got <laughs> the socks here, on. I got the cutoff gloves. It's nice. nice. It's cold in here. You look good, Tommy. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Nothing. Nothing. I look like a, for you. <laughs> I look like a came from a seafood market. How was Las Vegas? Did you get a lot of merch printed? Yeah, and a lot, lot of merch. deals done. Lot of uh, deals. Did you find Izzy? Did you? Do you have any Guns and Roses news for? Um, yeah, actually, it's really funny. I was working. <laughs> I was working for a client out there for three straight days at the super hip, super sexy International Kitchen and Bath Show. Uh huh. So we, they were doing this <laughs> whole expo, and we were printing T-shirts for them on site. And uh, while that was happening, I found out that Guns N' Roses announced that they are playing a warm-up show to their big Coachella show in Las Vegas while I was in Las Vegas. And so while we were supposed to be printing merch, I was looking through my phone buying Guns N' Roses tickets while the customer wasn't looking. And ah. I see. And now, yeah. from what I understand, I don't know if we want to talk about this, you have the VIP the VIPs. tickets. That's you right. get the VIPs. Now... You get to, what does the VIP get you? You get to go to the show early, sit right, stand right in the front. Stand right front. You get to pee in your own boot. So <laughs> you have, have you hooked up some kind of a urinal contraption? You're going to have to figure that out. You know, it's not a bad idea. Right? Just buy, go to a medical supply store and get a colostomy bag. Texas <laughs> catheter. Like, exactly. Yeah. Or Texas catheter. Or get some Depends. Yeah, well, it I, Depends. That's I all you need. I didn't do it for years. It's the Mardi Gras right. special. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself a nice rash. No, now, Go ahead. It's a total ripoff for those VIP packages. I hate them, but because the entry level, actually, rather the top one is twenty five hundred dollars per person. So for two people to go, it's five grand. And you know, you for that they bring you on stage. You get to meet members of Guns N' Roses, <laughs> Gilby. Oh, who You're, wants to do it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> meet and greet with right. Gilby, it's like Chris Pittman and Frank right. Ferrari. You know, you've already met all the members. <laughs> You have. Except for those dudes who I yeah. just don't care for, but yeah. yeah. Here's your chance. Hey, did you meet a prince from Nigeria? I did. Well, I've met his friends, but <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw Tell us. Them. Tell us about them. Well, we, while we were printing on site, these three dudes from Nigeria came over, and they were like kind of checking out our setup. Can you take that off your what? face? No, <laughs> I can't take you <laughs> like No, you I can like leave it. it on. You can leave it on. It's keeping yeah. me warm. <laughs> oh, that's worse like that. The beard oh, looks exactly the same, yeah. too, underneath. Yeah. That's the best part. He looks like, uh, what's his name, from uh, Futurama. It's Chris Sawaski. Oh, what's in the bag, right? Oh, the chat box. No, but uh, yeah, these three Nigerian dudes came over and they were checking out. <laughs> about the Nigerians, yeah. They were setting out. They were checking out our setup, and uh, of course, I was just goofing with them, asking if they knew the Nigerian prince, who would, you know constantly send me emails. But they just—they never got it. They just looked at me like I had fucking six heads, and they were like, "No, don't, don't answer those. Those are spam." Oh, the completely dead fan. <laughs> Maybe it's real, and they, that's why they're, you know, right. maybe all this time we've just, yeah. we're just too jaded. Mm. Good thing they said that instead of saying you're mildly ra racist, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Please, please stop a while. I'll be forced to thrash you. What was from one of these like? Did you have that uh, hat on? You were like, hey, mon. <laughs> <laughs> we're just <laughs> like that other. smoking I spiff, read. you blood clot. Right. And they're like, no, we're from Nigeria. Yeah. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. What's what's in the bag? Uh, beer, brew. Let's right, see. We gotta, you gotta get rid of that, that bag fucking bag. Of bar, get it off of my radio show. That bag is making way too much noise. And it's Blue Moon. Get Ooh. it away from my microphone. That's, that's his. That's Tommy's. Put it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> if I hear one more bag crinkle, I'm gonna flip. God damn you! <laughs> it's blue. To make it worse, it's Blue Moon. Do you like Blue Moon? I have about twenty in my fridge. They're I'll give great. them to you. Yeah, they're great. Okay, like yeah, good stuff. Come yeah, over for the uh, the marathon tomorrow. You I, could have them all. I will stay for the Blue Moon. I'm still interested in the Guns and Roses VIP. Yeah. So. Uh, is there any more to that? Like, what else does it You're get? Right. So, so at that high, high level, you get to meet all the members of Guns N' Roses minus Axl Rose, I bet. And then they bring you on stage and you take a photo with their gear, but not them. Oh, so you can like sit behind the drum kit or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And then you get in there early and, and then you get this custom screen printed poster autographed by all the members of Guns N' Roses and uh, all that good stuff. But I'm not paying no $2,500 ticket for that shit. Fuck that shit. 
So I just wanted like GA tickets. General is that what it is? Twenty five hundred per person so for two people. Now, how many tickets suckers. of these do you think they sell? And how close can you get to the stage if you like? It, it sucks if you buy one of those VIP tickets right. and you're like eight rows back and everyone's crammed so in. There. Check this out. Great question. Uh, they're doing one of those ACDC Rolling Stones catwalk things where the stage comes all the way out. You know, the little ball at the end there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so right where that ends is all uh, seated rows, but all around that shit is the classic. General mission. So the listeners can't see your miming. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's very animated. So once you're in yeah, that, I'm taking video. So once you're in that thing, you can go anywhere you want. But so the trick is to get the early admission to go right up to where Slash and Axel will be hanging out. So you know, there's no rows. Right. There's no real front row. It's just yeah. front general mission. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. got, I got it. But I'm that happened like, at a Who show at Columbus if, once. <laughs> if they do, do they let everyone in at oh, the boy. same time and like there's a rush to the front? That's what I'm saying. That's why you get the VIP because you get into that shit first and then they let the other student nods later. Yeah, but if I'm talking about um, fighting with the other VIP ticket holders. I think there's only like a total of come on, they're VIPs, 100, John. 100 yeah, there's 100 yeah. packages they're of that. They're VIPs, they're not hooligans. <laughs> that's, that's some elitist <laughs> bullshit. A bunch of people from the Hamptons with the they bring their own wine and beach chairs. <laughs> that's some elitist <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, a cooler. Nothing. You know what's <laughs> rock and roll about that? Nothing. Little bags with <laughs> nothing. Little little zippy Brookstone bag with a bottle of wine and two <laughs> wine glasses. <laughs> we've, been, we've been dancing with Mr. Brookstone. <laughs> <laughs> he refuses to leave us alone, dear. <laughs> no, but the package I got was like a fifth of that. It was like, like Shiraz. <laughs> it was like 500 bucks, and I felt like an asshole even paying that. But it, it, it got you. How much? Five hundred dollars per person. Oh, right? that's not nearly as bad as I no. thought it was. Okay. I thought it was. I thought you were going to pay like 1,200. No, no, no. Oh. But it gets you. You don't meet the band. You don't go on stage, and you get a poster. I don't think it's autographed. But you get there early, and you get general admission, which totally sold out. So, yeah. and it's their first show ever in 25 years. Ever. So I'm all about it's that. It's the first show ever where the, the band sold out before the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> hey Thank you. Thank you very much. So, yeah, I'm stoked to go, go back to Vegas in April. And then, I don't know, maybe I'll sell my Coachella tickets, you know? Because why would I go to that shit when I can see right. you know? Yeah, why well, go to Chuchello when yeah. you're already there? We've already had that adventure, so. How much are the uh, Chuchello tickets? Three seventy-five plus fee, about $400. And that's VIP, too? No. That's just, can't, you're in the mix with... Uh, 200,000 people. I can't wait until they make you more. Oh, because it's a whole festival. Three days. Right. LCD sound system on the first night, Guns N' Roses the second night, and then people I never heard of the third night. You okay. should have Mario flip your tickets. <laughs> I'll sell a few. He probably would, That's actually. He'd, he'd get a great... He'd, He'd probably ask for a, some of the. He'd probably want to take on that though. Bunch yeah. of guys in Mets hats wondering what the hell happened. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell's LCD sound systems? Where's Bartolo Colones? I'm Frank. I'm Frank from Newark. <laughs> oh, oh I can't good. wait until he makes those jerk offs wait three hours for them to come out. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I think that I don't think Guns so. Guns Roses doesn't go on during daylight, man. <laughs> you know, I, I you would you know. You, uh, at first, you, you, you think, think they learned their lesson? Is that what you're trying to you're say? The, you're right. I guess. Well, I'm no, wrong, no, no, yeah. no, no. I think I think they did for the money. I mean, it's too much money at stake. They're getting something like three million dollars a show. You don't want to fuck what? that up, dude. They're getting paid three mil a show. What? Yeah, and then they're about to announce like a whatever a hundred date tour. So that's whatever three hundred. It's that doesn't the math does not adding up. Well, if you're paying five hundred dollars for like a VIP ticket, how are they getting three million dollars a show? Uh, Who else is getting paid? What are, you know? I think it's literally like a million to Slash, a million to Duff, and a million to Axel, and the guys get scraps, dude. <laughs> and did you, t- be honest, did you try to muscle in on the merch deal at all? Uh, dude, that's some fucking corporate bullshit. I got no ins on that. But I actually, I, I but, do, but did you try? No. But <laughs> hey, I'll sell pins. You know? Oddly enough, I do merch for someone in the LCD sound system. I'm going to try to get that merch deal. Oh, okay, yeah, that should that's, work. That's an easy email. You know? 
By the way, uh, big props to uh, Elliot Tertron for the Little Tommy Rockstar uh, Junior merch kit. That was really funny. It was so good. Yeah, really, really good. So good. Very good. Elliot Tertron's the best. In the a little best. while, we're going to be best. interviewing John Worcester. Yeah. yeah. Famous John Worcester. If you don't know who he is, you're probably not listening to the show anyway. So <laughs> what's the difference? I don't have to tell you his credentials. Good dude. Yeah, he's got a lot cooking right now, too, so there'll be a lot to talk about. That was the worst. I was telling the guy uh, from the New York Times, he's like, who, who have you had on? I'm li- like rattling off the guests, and he didn't know anything. Oh, come <laughs> he, on. He didn't know Mark Maron? No, Billy Bragg? President Obama? One. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, he didn't know who Mark uh, Maron? President Bill Clinton? <laughs> no, Mark Maron was, of you course. Know, of you, course. Know, you know we're, all, we're one degree of separation from Obama right now? <laughs> Technically, yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. It's very right. exciting. He's my president. He, our president. Uh, speaking of which, uh, aren't we due for a break so we can see Mr. W a little bit? Yep, we uh, we should take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking to uh, John Burster of Super Chunk, Mountain Goats, Best Show, Sharpling and Burster, Bob Mold Band, Bob Mold, and we will ask him the correct pronunciation of Mold, 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 Mold. I've uh, you know I'm a Husker Du fan, I'm a Bob Mold fan. I've been calling him Mold. I've been calling a Crandall <laughs> since day one. <laughs> right down the middle, yeah. somewhere in between. <laughs> so uh, we'll ask him about that, and we'll ask, him about, uh, we'll ask him about everything. We'll see how he's going, see what his life is like. What if he asks us about it? Well, That's then, we'll, I'm then we'll have to yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> My client chooses not to comment. you got to suck it up. Uh, we'll be back after this.
Hey, Ma, what are they giving me? Thank you. That was uh, building a better amplifier by, uh, who was that by? Menudo. 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 <laughs> uh, before that, of course, we heard a couple of uh, Super Trunk songs and, uh, yeah, some other stuff. You know. Thanks. <laughs> the worst DJ in history. <laughs> I actually don't know who that last most recent song was. Who was that? I believe it's Cartographer. Cartographer. Yes. Band out of uh, Oakland, California. Cartographer. It's uh, Ben Adrian's band. He, oh, yeah. Hey. You know that guy, too? Well, just through the Facebooks. Man, is there anybody... Is there anyone Facebook. left? Facebook doesn't count. Oh. Through Facebook. Are you friends with <laughs> Axl Rose and Izzy Stroud? No, I hate them. <laughs> I, I hate them. That's not very no, nice. No, I don't hate them. I don't know them. I don't want to know them. <laughs> I got nothing against Izzy. But I, do, you know who I did meet one? I did meet uh, Slash once, and he was pretty excellent. At, believe it or not, at CBGB's, and I had no idea who the fuck he was because he, a he's short, and b just without the top hat and glasses, I don't know. He had like a ponytail on. And c and, he didn't have a snake with him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, no, he was super super nice. He was at the um, at the uh, uh, the Nashville Pussy. Uh, what's that band from Denmark? Um, Detroit Cobras? No, no, no. From, yeah, yeah. And the band from Norway, Glucifer. It was ah, at that show. That was one big bill, huh? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd like to check that out. Hello? What are you guys up to? Hey, John. Hey, hey John. What's John. going on? How are you? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's icy down here in That's North Carolina. fucking freezing up here. Is it? Oh, Yes. I saw you. There was a picture of uh, you on Facebook today playing in the snow. <laughs> wasn't I wasn't playing. I was creating art. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is kind of a, a little bit of a frolic, maybe. Reenacting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Taking it to a new place. Well, John, thank you so much for calling in. Of course, we're speaking with John Worster of uh, multiple multiple things. I Need I list them? I don't even know. Do you, is it embarrassing for you if I say things like that? No, list like 10 of them. Okay. <laughs> Mountain Goats, Super Chunk, Shropley and Worcester, Best Show, Bob Moulds, Mountain Goats again. Psychotic Norman. <laughs> World's yes. Greatest Kiss Fan. Did you hear what Don't I said? Don't forget my, my first band, Hair Club for Men. Uh-huh, right. uh-huh. <laughs> no, he's not kidding. Psychotic Norman was his band from Philly. Right. And, yes. And, John, who was the ba- the major label band from North Carolina, which what brought you to North Carolina? What were they called? I, f- I forgot. I'm sorry. The band was called The Right Profile. And I, I moved uh, from th- near Philadelphia to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, to join them in um, early '86. So right out of high school. So you have the uh, you have the background on the whole Philly experience. Then that's the Philly boy Roy character is not uh, coming from a place of you know you just made it up. No, no, it's um, it's it's it, it, it's a real thing. Yeah, I uh, I. Um, Worked at the the last job I had before I moved down here was at a record pressing plant um, in a town called Doylestown, Pennsylvania, yeah, which sure. is outside of Philadelphia. And I worked with several guys who pretty much had that voice, <laughs> and so there's a bit of those guys in in Roy for sure. You know, the the voice isn't all that different from your normal voice. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> I've, I've worked really hard to say water instead of water, though. Right, yeah. I can, <laughs> over the years. I saw you guys uh, at the Bell House do the live live show. It was great. It was hilarious. I was uh, happy to be there. It was fun. Oh, that that might have been our first show. It might have been. Probably was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. That was when uh, you were joined with uh, Miss Kim Gordon, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. It was, they were great special guests. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Kim Kim was there, and I think Jake Fogelnest. Yep. And, um 
Gene Simmons? 200 people the next night, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Gary the Squirrel interviewed Gene Simmons, Jake, and uh, Kim. It was great. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. evening. I brought Thank my you. wife. We had a lovely time. Thank you. So, John, thanks for joining us. Uh, I don't know. I have a million questions. Where do I even start? Super Chunk is... Uh, Fire. Fire away. Super Chunk is I have a two band. Minutes. Oh, two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Super Chunk is a band I grew up listening to. Uh, I think that Mr. Patrick Walsh, who's here now, got me into them. And he was like, uh, you know, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. I'm not saying that just because you're on the show. They really were. And we were all in bands in around that time. And in our minds thought that we were like, oh, we'll, we'll, we're, we'll be like Super Chunk in like uh, six months, you know, exactly. we're going to, we're going to be, and then we'll all be contemporaries and we'll go to indie rock heaven and, you know, make no money or whatever it is. Didn't happen, did it? No, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, Hey, we could sound like these guys too, man. You know, I mean, not that we're ripping you off, but I did, uh, I did rip one of your things off is that, uh, the John Worcester patented, I don't even know if you're to, this makes any sense. The, as a drummer, when I when I was playing drums in the band, it was uh, the doom, da doom. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, let me count. Oh, it. yes, what? which I I stole from uh, from a guy named Steve Jordan, who who's a drummer. Who right, was. sure. Steve Jordan played on the uh, Keith Richards solo albums. A great drummer. Right? Yes, he he produced the band I, I was in before, right before I joined Super Chunk. So I got a close up uh, tutorial on 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 that fill, which I. Still used to this day. Oh my God! It's it's a <laughs> lifesaver. It's the greatest fill. Did you take lessons from from Steve? No, he 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 just produced um, the band I mentioned, the Right Profile. We kind of morphed into another band over over the years, and Steve produced, uh, I guess, uh, maybe five or six songs for us in 1989, hmm. and. Uh, so that that's where I came into contact with him. But I, I didn't really. T I, I took lessons maybe for a couple years between the ages of like ten and fourteen. But you know, when you're a kid and you don't really, you're never using what you learn absolutely it, 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 in lessons in in the context of a band. Yep. So so that's why I stopped. I think that's probably why everybody stopped. <laughs> and it's you, so unsatisfying. Yeah, were you, you still practice like by yourself, or you just tour so much with all these other bands that it's, there's no need to like. Uh, um, if I'm home for a few weeks, I usually just like make a playlist of of songs that I like playing along with. But otherwise, I'm just doing it constantly. So there's no. It's not fun to practice. <laughs> right. Just getting back to the doom. And all, and all my bands are like that, too. We don't like to practice, really. The doom da doom is a great fill because, you know, you know normally most drummers will go, doom brat. But no. Yes. John Worcester goes, doom brat doom. <laughs> I it's... do. I remember one, uh, there's a song on, I can't remember what Mountain Goats record it is, but um, we, um, the guy that recorded it is this guy named Scott Salter, and after the after we we did several takes of it, he just goes, "It's good, but you do that exact same thing every time. <laughs> every time there's space for a a, a fill in, you do the exact same thing." It's your Matt, it's it's your Matt, Matt Sorenson. We couldn't argue. 
<laughs> it's a signature, you know, and it's so it's it's such a versatile fill. This is you're on uh, Tama Talk right now. <laughs> That's right. That um, it's and you can like ghost through the it. It's so zone. natural, you know. It's great. You got to invert it. Zone. Right. And if you guys watch watch John when he's playing, sometimes he says boom, but boom as he goes boom, but yeah. boom. Oh really? Yeah. I prefer to, yeah. Uh, to listen that, and not watch. I, I noticed. Yeah, he talks the parts. Try inverting that, it next time and go. Ba-da, that's something, that's something I'm to- I'm totally unaware of while it's happening. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's for the it's for it's for the hearing impaired. You know, a lot of drummers uh, will sing the lyrics along or sing or you know you could see it in guitar players too when. They, they mouth kind of the notes. Right. That's yeah. kind of that deal, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. And John, yeah. he Worcester holds, holds his stick, the, uh, I don't know what you call it, the overhand. Traditional way. grip? Yeah. yeah. Right, John? Sometimes, yes. Yep, yeah. I can never do that. I could do it with my left hand, which is, is it the left? Yeah, left, yeah. left on the snare. John, yeah. on the I, snare. I was going to yeah. ask, like, how did you learn to play like that? Most drummers hold them, you know, straightforward. So what, did that just something that inherently came to you, or, or how did you learn that? When I first took lessons when I was around 10, that's how my teacher taught me to hold them. And like you said, hardly anyone does that in, in rock anyway. And then, um, so then I switched to the, you know, the overhand, which is like the, you know, where you hold this, both sticks the same way. Right. And, um, but then when I did that session with Steve Jordan, he played like that. And I just kind of like morphed back into, into playing like that. It's supposed and to be- I, I, I found that it, it's easy. It, I, I keep better time if I if I'm holding the sticks tri- in the traditional and posture too. Huh, really, it's really got really good posture when he plays too. But Might- it's also it's supposed to be a lot better too for like carpal tunnel and stuff like that right. too. The track is it? Yeah. Yes, and and it's all it's also great because if you if you get a, a bad blister or something, um, switch it up. Holding holding one way or the other, you have the option to switch it to a different way. So. My drum teacher played traditional too, and he told me like, "Just don't play like this." He's like, "It's your wrist isn't supposed to move this way. It's ridiculous." Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a? This is we're talking a lot of drums. Is it, uh, do you have any drumming heroes? Who are you like your uh, your your guys? Do you look up to anyone, or you're just like not into it? Yeah, um, you know, as a kid, I really who's I really like? Um, I liked. Um, Uh, Topper Heaton from The Clash was a, a huge influence. Uh, Stuart Copeland, I like on that, a lot of early stuff. And then um, who else? Um, George Hurley from The Minutemen. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's really unique style. Yeah. Especially Grant for Hart punk rock. Who's do and Chris Mars and Peter and Steve Jordan and a guy, named, uh, a guy named Charlie Drayton, who who was the bass player in the Expensive Winos with, with uh, Keith Richards. He, he's, he's a great drummer, and he plays on... Um, Puts on some hits. He plays on "Love Shack" by the B-52s oh, wow. on drums, and uh, "Merry-Go-Round" by the Replacements, and um, "I Touch Myself" by the Divinals. Oh, really? Uh, that's, that's, yes. It's crazy. On "Talk Is Cheap," Charlie and Steve Jordan are swapping bass and drums, and, and it's seamless between the two yeah. of them. You can't tell live them apart. No, like no, from track great. to track. Mm. Well, now that you mentioned "Merry-Go-Round" Merry Go by the Replacements, it makes so much sense. That drum track is kind of out of place. Yes. And now, now I understand why. It's like really kind of like just solid in, in a groove and different. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Now you learn something every day. Now what is it yep. like when, when you're a Grand Hart fan, what's it like playing those Husker Du songs with Bob Mould? 
Is it like a your boy, oh. boyhood dream come true for you? It's like this is the best thing. Yeah, ever. totally. Yeah, I you know I, I I used to go. I saw Husker do. Gosh, probably three or three or four times back then. I saw them on. Uh, uh, when was the first time? It was a, oh, this was a great show. It was it was in Philly uh, at just this dive hall called Love Hall. It would have been it would have been the winter of '83. So it was and it, it was a Minutemen and and, and Husker Du. Oh man, and some uh, a local band called Circle of Shit, who I'm sure you remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Tommy Rockstar played bass. Of course, that's yeah. right. Yes, we yes. like anything um, with shit in the desert. He had much longer hair back. <laughs> yes. But um, it, it's really exciting to play those songs because it's like playing with a Beatle for me because I was such a Husker Du fan and, and all, all of his uh, his eras, the solo stuff and the sugar. Um, but you know, it's it's funny. When I joined Super Chunk, it was kind of frustrating too because I'm not great at those super fast kind of roles. It, like I, I can I can do them, but they don't they don't come naturally. Like some drummers, things just come naturally to them and some things don't. And that's something that has never come that that naturally to me. Like like Bill Stevenson from The Descendants right. is, a, mm-hmm. is is a master of that sort of thing. And so and Grant is too. So when I don't play it right, it's 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 distressing. Well, you could have frustrated like the, that. It should go a certain way, and if it doesn't, then that it bumps yeah. me out. I'm kind of with you. Like if uh, if there was those fast fills that I would just kind of you kind of glance over them almost. You know, like. Like fill the oh yeah yeah you don't actually but if you're not playing the notes it's not as satisfying it, like yeah oh man I'm not hitting every uh you know. I I used to be in a band with the aforementioned band that John was in John played drums and I remember I posited whatever by Husker Du as a cover one time and you listened to it and you, just, you just looked at me and you went fuck you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, John I would imagine that that was Circle of Shit I believe right. <laughs> I would imagine working with with Bob Mould would be real intimidating. Just if you, if if you mess up, does he shoot your looks? How, like how? Oh come is on, that? he's the nicest guy ever. Funny I don't know. Like I James never Brown. know. <laughs> John? Oh um, <laughs> no, no, he um, never. No, I can't think of a single time he's really like. He'll get he'll get down on himself sometimes. Like if if for whatever reason a show didn't go the way he he hopes it would on his end, he'll he'll you know he, like any any of us, you know, he'll, he'll be upset with himself. But um, no, there are times that like we'll we'll have a show where it's like we're all just playing crazy stuff, and he'll he'll get really into that afterwards. He'll, he'll say like that was really musical tonight, right? Which right. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. So he no he's he's a great. Uh, Great boss right. and family. Yeah. He spoke really highly of you in his book. Oh, my God, yeah. And after reading his book, he seemed like he'd be such a boss. I'd be so intimidated to even stuff. Um, it's funny. I think um, I think he says this in the book where he, he's just kind of mellowed out over the years. Maybe not maybe not mellowed out, but he, he doesn't really – I don't think the same things bother him anymore that, that, that used to bother him – Back in the day, like like if you would go see Husker Du or Sugar or his solo stuff, it was so, you know you could just tell he this is, a, this is a guy that is that has gone through a lot of stuff, and that's not to say that he's he's not still going through stuff, but I I think he just you know as you get older you just have a better handle on things and how how to how to relate to things and people and how to experience things where you don't go out of control, right? You know. 
So he, he's sitting pretty between you and you got Jason Arducci on base. That that yeah, you can't great. beat that. That's a, that's a that's a great. Oh, uh, thank you. He's lucky. that's a great section. And uh, you know, I made the mistake. Pat, one of the best shows ever. The show was so good at ATP that you guys played, which I missed. That uh, I think Bob actually released it on iTunes. Is that right, Pat? Yeah. The live show, and uh, I saw them the next that year. Was- and I believe I think mm-hmm. uh, who backed them up? No Age backed them up, which was, I thought was great. But uh, oh right, yes, yeah. People are like you missed the the, the real one, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry, no That's, offense um, to No Age. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. Feel like yeah. That well, ATP sh- that ATP show was interesting because I don't think we played for at least three or four months before that. We and we don't rehearse ever. I, I think we've rehearsed five times in wow in eight years maybe. Oh. And um, um, so it's one of those things where you just kind of kind of come back and you're you're super amped and excited like and everything is like even for his stuff is way faster than it usually is and and I I I just remember pounding coffee before playing too so it was just everything was everything was on 12 <laughs> and it sh- it shows in in the record too which uh, is, you guys which is good perfect for new day rising yeah. <laughs> yes exactly the new record you're talking about mm-hmm. Bob's got a new record. It comes out uh, March 25th, and yes, and this, this is this is the plug area where I do this. And I go, uh, uh, the new Bob Mold album, Patch the Sky, available March 25th. You can pre-order that on iTunes, or you could pre-order the CD or the LP, which I recommend. And you can go to http dot whatever <laughs> uh, smarturl dot it slash Bob Mold. And the single is out now. You can hear the single. That's on uh, Merge Records. Still going strong there. There's Merge right. Merge Records. Holy cow! Still doing it. Hey, yes, John. I wanted to ask you, like, what uh, tie-in do you have with Merge nowadays? Do you just kind of hang around the offices and kick the file cabinet, or <laughs> I, I um, I actually had to go buy. Not had to. I I I bought my uh, niece and nephew a couple Super Trump shirts. So I actually I had a a cash transaction there a couple months ago. <laughs> um, but charging my, you for that, huh? I get my hair cut right next to it, so I'll get my hair cut and then I'll I'll stop by and. And I'll get free records. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, everyone looking forward. To it. It's it's weird. Like uh, Bob Mold and the Super Trunk records just seem to get better. Uh, is that? It makes no sense. Like bands aren't supposed to get better, right? Uh, like the traditional thing is for bands yeah. to kind of get worse. You guys get better. Every every album's better. It's uh, I don't you know I don't mean to kiss your uh, tuchus, but it's it's in, it doesn't make any sense. Well, thank you. I, I, I you know I I think um, I think in those two instances you're just, you're talking about two really great songwriters you know Bob Bob is a, one of the greatest out there and yeah. and Mac is great you know so so I think it all comes down to that to me a band what what do they say a band is only as good as their songs and the drummer that's what I think right yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah right. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, but seriously, it's, um, I think, um, that's two examples of, of two people that have gotten better over the years as, as, uh, songwriters. Sure. You know, yeah. and I think a lot of people kind of hit a peak and then that's kind of it. Right. And same thing with John, uh, uh, John O'Neill, you know, he's, he's, um, he's in, in the middle of a super great creative Spurt right now, right. so right. How'd you it, so, it, it doesn't go away. And for he's those so, guys, which is great. so prolific too, John Daniel. Yeah, 
how do you work this out? Like being in all these bands, like uh, is it just like you're just like, hey, we're just never gonna practice. You listen to the tapes and you just get together and do the shows. How do, how does yeah, it work? Yeah, like, yeah. What are the logistics of this mess? Yeah, the a- logistics are, are are getting harder. So, and it helps that I have no personal life. So that's <laughs> that's uh. That's never an issue. So I, I think if I had a family or something, I, right. I wouldn't be you're able to ne- You were never married. You have no kids <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah, but it's it's fun. And it's what I've always wanted to do. Like, I never, for better or worse, marriage, et cetera, was never, was never in my mind. Is it, from, is it much From e- childhood on, so. Is it much easier? But do- this was. Is it much easier doing all this stuff uh, being sober? I don't know if that's something you want to talk about, but uh, congratulations, by the way. And yeah. Your, yeah. Your, yeah, I don't know how, how many, many years. years. Yeah. yeah, I um, I stopped drinking. Gosh, um, I think it's about about six years. It was the day Michael Jackson died. Oh wow! When, whenever that was, yeah. Was, was that a coincidence? Un- unrelated to that, yeah. <laughs> so that was so actually the, that was when I was last drunk. I there think was I like two you know, days later. Right, oh, up. Yeah, that's it, man. Right, back, that's yeah. the last straw. Back in his box wine days. FMJ can't do it. So okay, so yeah. six years. But I can't imagine playing, uh, uh, especially playing with Bob at the kind of you know intensity level that that requires. I couldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. Doing that if I was still drinking, just because you know, as you get older, I'll, I'll be I'll be fifty this Halloween. And um, what? Get what? the fuck out of here! Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! You don't look a day over forty nine, dude. Handsome. Oh, guy. thanks, man. Tommy, Thank that's that's not nice. <laughs> no, you look great, John. That's seriously. your friend, yeah, Tommy Rockstar. Yeah. You, you, you look John, cra- no, that's crazy, John. I'm not buying your your fifty. I don't buy it, bro. I don't <laughs> oh buy my it. god! Yeah, you All look right. you look you look handsome. So anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, seriously, about though, drinking so on play, the road, playing those Bob Mold and Who's Could Do songs, you've got to kind of be on the ball. Also, I imagine yeah, the, 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 yeah, and and like I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have a hangover at this point. <laughs> you know, like the next day, and, and knowing you have to do it again the next night, and so to to, to be able to just to cut that out of the of the equation was a nice thing. Right, just having to tour without diarrhea. <laughs> right, <laughs> just having a nice solid movement. You know, exactly. It's, it's gold. Yeah. So um, what was there anything that uh you know I don't mean to get too personal with you but is there anything that like kind of like did you like you know <laughs> take a crap in your friend's like bed or something you're like ah oh, that's it was there, was there anything that like broke it or one day you were just like ah you know this is not this is not working I think um there was never a blow up and and I I was I guess I just didn't like I think I always knew it, it would it would come to an end at some point and I it, I just thought you know this is why not now? And it was, uh, I was touring a lot at that point um, with um, that particular night that it was my final drunk. I was playing with um, Carl Newman from the New Pornographers mm-hmm. at, at uh, Santos Party yep. Zone. Party what was it called? Santos Party House. Party House, yeah. And, party, uh, party. That's a place where they have laser tag, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, so. I just remember being really like angry at it had nothing to do with the band at all, but I was just like I was just wasn't happy and I was annoyed at everything. I remember dra- I, I was living in Brooklyn at the time with my um now ex girlfriend and I, I just remember I, I had my cymbals with me and, and any drummer knows how what a pain in the ass it is oh, to just lug cymbals around on the subway especially. And I remember just l- lugging the the cymbals up the up the subway steps and just thinking, I hate 
how I feel right now. Right. And so that was kind of the end of it. Yeah. Hey John, um, when did you live in Brooklyn? From what years and what region? What area of Brooklyn? I was just curious. <laughs> well, my um, what was your address? My, <laughs> my my girlfriend at the time, who I was with for about, gosh, about twelve or thirteen years, she got a job uh, as a publicist, and we were living in Chapel Hill at the time, and so we moved up there. And I thought at that point that I was going to start getting writing gigs because I'd sort of been inching my way in into comedy writing for sure. some adult swim shows and things and Tom got me uh, to, to write a episode of Monk mm-hmm. and from like the moment I got up there all these music gigs started coming like like Bob Mould and AC Newman and and um, a few other things and that got me on the road and then that got me um on the road for the last eight years. Yeah, yeah, of right, course, right. Pretty much, yeah. And when you when you talk about getting these writing gigs and uh, back when you were drinking, is there a, is there a uh, was there a fear of uh, you know I won't be as creative if I'm if I'm not drinking if I you know if I sober up will I still be funny is that is that a fear that that you had and how do you overcome yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, and, and because um, when I was living up there, and I would. Uh, Notice I'm projecting I, everything. <laughs> when I was um, when I, I was living up there, if I was home, I would try to go to FMU to um, either do a call in person, you know, like a in studio thing with Tom, or or I would just call him from the floor above at FMU. Right, <laughs> and I would usually stop at the. Um, Oh, what's the bar there? The, the Iron Monkey? The Brass Monkey? Uh, <laughs> it's the Iron Monkey. It's the Thirsty yeah. Leprechaun. That's where music hall works. <laughs> hey, take okay. it easy. <laughs> so I, I would have dinner there, and I, I would drink, too. So I was usually kind of drunk for a lot of that stuff. Do you remember right. that? And I didn't know what it was going to be like without it. Yeah. And, and so how do you say, well, you just got to you have the courage to... Uh, Kind of throw that into the wind and say, "Well, I'm 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 funny. Screw that." Yeah, I don't, you know, it's tough. Do you remember the meeting? Or just, or so, just, I can do it. I can do it without it. Like I, I remember the first tour that we did with. Uh, I think it was the first tour I did without drinking at all with Bob. Where we we at some point we ended up in Europe and we were opening for the Foo Fighters and kind of like, gosh, probably. 30,000 people in Italy at some outdoor wow. thing. And just like thinking, just thinking, it's kind of as much of a buzz to go out there without drinking anything and seeing if I can do this without just falling on my face. So right. there's like a weird, a weird sense of accomplishment from that. Yeah, that's a victory. You know, you get that yeah. it's a personal kind of a victory there. So Yeah, totally. I like it. Talk I support you, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, getting back to the New York thing briefly, uh, yeah. you had a couple of appearances on Conan. <laughs> yes. How did that? Come, how did those come about? Well, I remember Tommy. You might have been at one of these shows. We um, yeah, he had a VIP ticket, <laughs> five hundred bucks. He was standing on stage, twenty five hundred. There was not a there was not a VIP area at the at the at the venue I'm about to reference. It was uh, we did two shows at. Um, Oh, well, I'm forgetting the original name. Mike Studo's place, so that's now the high... Oh, brownies. T- brownies, yeah. yeah, yeah and brownies. Uh, So we did two shows there, and um, 
a writer for Conan came, and his name is Brian Stack, and he's become a, a good friend Hilarious over the years. Dude. And he, yeah. he was a Super Chunk fan, and he had written this sketch idea. So this would have been, when would this have been? 2000, maybe. Yeah, it was quite Maybe the late back. 90s. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he came to the show and, and, and said, I have this idea, would you want to do it? And I thought, okay. And I, I think it was, it was like a, just a one-off weekend of shows, so I stayed behind. And, uh, and we did this sketch, and you, you run through it during the day, and i have never really done anything like that before. So it was, it was, obviously it was terrifying. Right. But since there was drumming involved, that kind of eased my tension a little bit. Basically, the, the concept was they, they come back from the commercial, and I'm at the drums, not Max. I, I've been playing with, playing with the band. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and the joke writing. was that I, I'm a security guard that's been hired because Max has been getting death threats. <laughs> um, and so I, I've been sitting in, and then it turns out that Max has been calling in the death threats by himself, and then, and then, and then he shoots me. And so, right. I remember yeah. a lot of carnage. There was a lot of carnage going on. You died. <laughs> Max yeah. Weinberg murdered and, you. Yeah, and it was it was a lot of dialogue too, and and it, that was kind of terrifying because I've I've been like a lifelong sort of stutterer or slash stammerer. So I, I just thought, you know, I remember taking the train like the subway up to this up to. 30 Rock, when we were doing it, and I just thought, you know, either this is the start of, like, a new era for me, or it, it goes horribly, and I'll, I'll, I can be a monk or something. Right. Like <laughs> Those were the two options. John, were you, were so, you, were you ever... Brian, uh, sorry, Tommy. Uh, I hope Brian Stack wrote the Slipnuts uh, <laughs> bit, because I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's the funniest oh, yeah. thing I've ever that seen. Brian might have been involved. Now I think I think John John Glazer definitely was one definitely of in there, nuts. and uh, <laughs> and a couple other guys. Yeah, that's a great that's a great one. Oh my god, I love the slip nuts. Quick stupid yeah. tangent, and, and Worcester knows this. The mayor of my town's name is Brian Stack. Oh, is it really? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> is he funny? No, he's not. <laughs> no, but you, show, you better shovel the fucking snow tomorrow. I, he's not like he's like wearing a clown nose at the no. at the town hall Absolutely meeting. Absolutely, goddamn not. No. Oh, okay. Hi, John, I was just going to ask you: Were you ever in any like a feature films or cameos and anything like I know you're a big documentary uh, music documentary guy so just curious to see um, what your kind of um, IMDB page was looking like gosh um, the indie rock Dave Grohl <laughs> let me think here um, I know I've seen you I think you were in an uh, American Express commercial if I don't if I get that right right oh that's right yes yeah um, <laughs> uh, yeah I was in a American Express commercial with Carrie Brownstein right. and um as these things go, they cut all the what we thought was the great stuff. Where we had we had a lot of back and forth that was really funny, and and of course it ended up with I think you see me <laughs> kind of blurry in the background. I was a uh, record store <laughs> clerk, and uh, yes, so but I'm in there. It took off. Um, what else was there? I'm trying to think. What else might um... Leonard Part Six. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that was uh, Eugene Robinson. We had him on the show. He was in Lena Park, so. Yeah. Uh, Tom and I have a very exciting one coming up that I can't tell you about. Oh, oh come on. It's a surprise, though. Yeah. Give us a little um, exclusive, man. <laughs> I know. Um, We've had Tom on the show. I don't know if you know that. 
No. Yeah, he was great. He, he would have warned me not to do it. I then. know, totally. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, we had a great time with Tom. Good guy. We had a good, okay. nice interview. He knows uh, his basketball. Oh, I, 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 I played the drums with Jason in the latest Margaret Cho uh, special. Ah. Fight Cho. Fight Cho. That's your buddy, Margaret. <laughs> yes. The Margaret Cho? Like the actual Margaret Cho? The, the actual comedian? one. Yeah. No, no, just some chick from Flushing. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's from Chicago, she's right? Big, she's famous. Yeah, really famous. <laughs> no, where she's from originally. I, believe, I thought it was Chicago. So, yeah. Hey, could you tell us uh, how the whole Rocket from the Crypt involvement start? You you toured with them, didn't, did you not? Yeah. Um, uh, Super Chunk was playing. I guess it would have been my... My first, yeah. What would, uh, what would this have been? Um, it would have been early '92. We were playing our way out to LA, and we were playing in Dallas one night. And Mac had heard of Rock from the Crypt. I feel like maybe Pain as a Fragrance was just out. Maybe they were touring on that record. And so he and I just went to the small club that they were playing that night and watched them, and and we loved them. Right, and I think we saw a few songs, and they might have come to our show that night. And I guess we just kind of kept in touch, and then we we ended up playing with them at the Whiskey. It's, I feel like it was that same tour where we ended up together again at the show. It was uh, it was us, Rock from the Crypt, Hole was headlining, what a and bill. somebody and somebody else, and uh, we just kind of hit, hit it off again, and we ended up playing together. Uh-huh. Uh, often and when we put out um, on the mouth, they joined us. So that, that would have been '93. They ended up joining us um, on the West Coast, and we toured our way out to the East Coast. Okay, tour buddies. with them. And, That's and, my yeah, favorite, and, uh, favorite. And they're great. They're they're, they're kind of like uh, brothers who I see once every five years. Okay. Right. Oh, they, you know? had, they had a merch single too. I forgot about that. I think Pigeonator was on merch. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and so, so flash forward to whenever it was, two thousand and one or two thousand, um, when Adam uh, left the band, they, I think their original plan was to maybe do a record w- with a different drummer on every track or something, and it just ended up, I guess it was easier just to have one guy, and I was immensely flattered that they called me, and, they cho- and um, they chose so well. I played. I think I played on. I probably recorded at least 12 songs with them. I think eight of them are on the record. And by that point, they, I think, had gotten Mario. And so he, I think he's on maybe right. four or five, too. What is that Circa? Uh, which record is it? It's not Circa. It's right. called Group Sounds. Group Sounds. Yeah. Group Sounds. Yeah. Group Sounds. Hey, getting back to Super Chunk, John, I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, are we ever going to see Laura Bounce again? Oh, good question. I don't know. We don't really have anything... Um, Anything coming up, and I don't know. Um, I, I don't. I, I know too. she really. It's not that she doesn't want to play in the band. It's just that she doesn't want to play in the band on stage during in a loud, loudly, yeah, 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 context. So it's you know it's very much health related um, for her, her ears, and um, um, so yeah, I, I don't know honestly. Do you uh, do you talk to those? Do you talk to the members of Super Trunk like weekly, daily, or are you yeah. guys? Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Jim, not not in person, but you know, we'll we'll we'll, all, we'll email often. And uh, Jim now lives in Asheville, North Carolina, which is oh, yeah. about um, th- three hours away. 
Um, <laughs> I remember I talked yeah. to Jim, I talked to Jim one time, and uh, it was after a Super Trunk show. I don't know, maybe ninety four or something in New York. And I, I guess I don't know. He was in a bad mood or something. He was outside the venue, like loading the loading the equipment into a minivan or something. And I was like, Hey, when are you coming back to New York or something like that? I forget what he. And he goes. Not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little bit he's, of curmudgeon, uh, you know. <laughs> he was always the world's youngest curmudgeon. Yeah. yeah. Actually, John, I think I may have the the honor of being the one person here that saw uh, what you not not performance wise, but may, what may have been the worst show you guys have ever played uh, professionally. Ooh. Oh, where's that? Uh, a place called uh-huh. Mono in Dublin. Oh yes, you were there. Oh my God, you're you saw, one of the eleven people that was that was there. That's correct. You saw Supertrunk play in Ireland. In Ireland. Yes, awesome. I did. Like, the only time they've ever played in Dublin, I believe. Right? <laughs> that's insane. You haven't, you haven't come yeah, back that, since. That was, you got uh, burned so bad. What, what would that have been? Uh, two thousand or no? It was two thousand and one, right? Two thousand and one, I'd say. Yeah. What was bad about it? The attendance? Uh, no, apparently the the kid who put it together was a kid who put he it was together. A, he was a man. Oh, Seamus. We um, it was the final night of of the the European tour, and we we um, that was for a record called "Here's to Shutting Up," and it came out on September nineteenth, two thousand and one. Uh-huh. So we uh, we ended up not canceling our tour, which a lot of people did, and I think we left for Japan. This is so dumb. We left for Japan. I think on the 19th or something, went straight there, played Japan. Um, and, and that was pretty good. We came home. It was, something that was cheaper to fly home to North Carolina for a day <laughs> and then go to Europe than wow. to fly to Europe. So we came home for a day. I remember going to see a rock show that night, going to the airport the next morning to go Go to Europe what and we racket. played maybe ten shows. It was terrible. Right, your jet lag was bad. probably so bad. And this final show in Dublin, like he was saying, we the uh, the promoter at the end of the night just doesn't pay us. Who booked this and, tour? MC Escher. Our tour our tour manager goes, "What's what's going on? Why aren't you paying us?" And he said, "Well, oh, I have an arrangement with your um, your booking agent. This this guy who we who we were with for at least ten years or so. Where I guess." The Irish promoter lost money on some show previously, and I guess our agent worked at a deal where he would he would keep our money. He would just oh, offer Christ. you up. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know what we were supposed to do, and so I'm not sure how that ever washed out, but that was how that ended. We've never been <laughs> did, did, I remember seeing uh, did, did you beat yeah, Did you beat him in traditional grip or overhand? <laughs> I wish, yes. You guys were so angry. Like you couldn't even speak oh, to you. Terrible. But, but I saw you. The, I saw you the following day at the airport. Oh, and okay. I, and I was and I was with my my uh, my SO at the time, and she's like, "Oh, should we go over and say hi?" And I'm like, "I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> the man's got to fly the plane. Let's leave him. I don't, him I don't yeah. think they're very happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're mad. I have a I have a Todd Trainer story to tell you about. Super junk angry. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good story. So you got to see Super Chunk in Dublin. That's excellent. It was, no, I don't know if you're oh, listening, Brian. It, it was the there, worst show ever. But, but, but it was oh, cool. Wait, it was, wait, cool. No, it was cool to see a band while you were. No, but there was but there was something else, John. Didn't uh, didn't you uh, come home with some contraband in your pocket? 
Oh, th- th- that was um, that was another Japanese thing. That that was um, that would have been December of '92. Uh, wait, would it have been that or maybe '92 or '93? We played. Um, we went to Australia. Super Chunk did, and uh, so we had a tour of Australia that was great. But you know, it, it was summer down there, so I, I wore a, 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 a sweater from America to Australia because it was winter here. And then I left the sweater at our promoter's house in Sydney, and we did our tour. And then we're going to Japan next, so I came back to the promoter's house and I put the sweater back on, and we flew to Japan and uneventful and we get through customs and everything and there are all these signs saying what a what a crime it is to have drugs on you and you know how stiff the sentences are and, we, and I get to my hotel room in Tokyo and it's I reach in the pocket and there's a massive joint in the pocket <laughs> and it and I don't know what happened luckily our 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 American agent was was with us and I call I called him in his room I said oh my god I found this joint and he's a, he was a massive pothead, and he goes, "Bring it over." <laughs> and so, so we smoked it. But but then when we got back to America, there were these frantic messages for for us from the Australian promoter, warning uh, warning me about the sweater. So it was it was a little too late. But but there was no uh, at least there was there concern no in there. Speaking of the sweater, what's the status of the shirt? The shirt. The shirt. Well, the original shirt, which is the shirt I, I wore. Um, the uh, lavender or salmon-colored short-sleeve shirt that I, I, I would wear for Super Trunk shows when we, we got back in 2010 was sadly left at a hotel in Philadelphia. Uh, but the replacement shirt, which is kind of the actual shirt, uh, hangs in my uh, closet right now. And that's the, uh, the pink button-down collared shirt. Purple. Absolutely, yes. Purple. Pink or purple? Fuchsia. Salmon. Speaking of shirts, Sean, you still have that shirt I gave you backstage. I'm just so glad. We're I do. We're awesome. I, f- I found it the other day. Wait, wait, what, what shirt did Tommy give you backstage? <laughs> what did you give him? Oh, I slipped back. It you- said Super Chunk Rules in like <laughs> impact font. <laughs> did it say the uh, the latex generation? No, no. We uh, we uh, I, they were playing the Bowery Ballroom, and I slipped backstage just to surprise and freak these guys out. And I That's made one of creepy. those Beetle ampersand shirts. Yeah, yeah. And that you know, it just, oh, just, I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mac. And, and there was also a weird thing where you guys would take pictures of. S- of yourselves before the like selfies in the internet where uh, you with a, a box of ho hos or high hos high hos yeah yeah well it's <laughs> weird you guys what's wrong with you no you guys remember like that, that that traveling gnome where some dude was on Letterman and he took yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. a gnome all around the country yeah. and then stole it and put uh-huh. it back in the bro- so we like, did- like you stole the bit right exactly <laughs> I I snuck uh, backstage to a super trunk show I think it was tramps and uh, you know it's like when you're a kid. You think sneaking backstage, I'm 40 now, so I'm like, you know, whatever. Uh, you think it's like a, a big thing, sneaking backstage. You, it's not, but anyone could just probably walk back there if they wanted to. Right. And I, I had this big plan, like I had a notebook and a pen. <laughs> and as I walked into the backstage of, a, you know, into Super Chunk's dressing room, I was writing on this pad, like, like and walking with a purpose. 
And, uh, like you were a reporter. <laughs> I was reporting on the indie yeah. rock scene. He had a hat with a card in it. Yeah. And, and the whole point of this was like to throw one of my, like a, a dumb demo tape at one of you guys. I think you, I don't know, who knows who took it, but I thought it was the funniest thing. Like, oh, here I'm walking in with a, a pad and just writing, like <laughs> scribbling on it as I ran back when, there. <laughs> These are the moments of my childhood that I cherish. Thank you. But, to, but Tommy, we'd already, already met. We'd already toured together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was like years later. This oh, is you taught Latex Generation played with Super Trunk? Yeah, it was actually kind of. Kind of. Yeah, it's a funny story. We had a booking agent um, who didn't know what the fuck she was doing, and we would call in. This is before cell phones and GPS. And I just remember driving around like a you know lower Illinois somewhere and calling in. Hey, where's the next string of shows? And she's you know she would she would have no clue who she'd put us with. So she's like, oh, I've got you guys playing in Houston and Phoenix uh, with some band called uh, Super Tramp or something like that. Yeah, and Super that old. That old No, yard. but seriously, and I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, some band, Supergrass. And I'm like, Super Chunk? Supergrass. And she's like, yeah, Super You know, Chunk. I want to stop you right there and say that I like that Supergrass single. <laughs> I think it's fun, and I don't care who knows it. like yeah, those guys. It's good. in the show. No, right, but anyway. <laughs> Moving on with the No, show. but she, she basically put us on all these shows in the same clubs, but in a different section of the club. So, like, they would play upstairs, room. right? Yeah. All right second all right. stage okay. in right. the same room with five people. <laughs> the second stage treatment. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. So you can't, I can't, I've never been able to say I've toured with Superchunk or alongside them, but in the yeah. same well, city. Well, talking about that, John, like, you know, with, with, with people showing up, I know in the, one of those, uh, the, the video and uh, the Bob Mould video, uh, the last uh, album you guys did, uh, you know, you, you kind of he jokes around and says, "Oh, five dollars for you know two shows and you know how many hours? Are you making any money? Are you, can you can you, can you, are you making a living now? I hope so. At this point, I mean, you must have got screwed a million times. Who me? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, well, you're oh, on. Oh no, on I, no, very, uh, <laughs> very, very good. I gotta say, yeah, excellent. You're doing okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, good. Yeah, and um, no, it's nice that like like some every year's different. Like last year was was great for for Tom and I, so that there's always like a, a different element that's in play, which is nice. You know, it's never just the same thing every year. So, right. yeah. So, right, but um, there's, is, is, there's no, no complaints. There's no money in the best show, is there? I mean, I, Tom's always like kind of like jokingly complaining about, uh, you know. Right. No, there's not in that, but but uh, <laughs> uh, but the live shows and the and the box set did well and. All that, so any, that, any, that's been that's been going well. Any, yeah. any more uh, box sets left over, or box is sets that, gorgeous? Or are they I, think the vault, I think the vaults are dry at this point. Wow, that's uh, good. That's good thing. That was Numero yeah. Group too, right? Yeah, we're gonna do. No, a, the vaults are never dry. I <laughs> went <laughs> John, John, and Tom. Uh, Smashed a telephone, and you would get pieces of the telephone right. with the box set. Right, right. Yep. How did you meet Tom? I knew it was through. He used to do his his eighteen wheeler fanzine. Was it through that? Yeah. T- Tom had a um, had a zine in the. Gosh, I don't know when it, when it started. Maybe eighty nine or so. But he um, he was friends with Mac and Super Chunk before I joined when they oh, were I did just not called Chunk. And um, oh, wow. So he wrote about them in his his zine, Eighteen Wheeler, and then um, we met at this incredible power bill at the uh, at the second Ritz in New York. Right. Um, in July of 1992, I think it was, and it was uh, My Bloody Valentine, Super Chunk, and Pavement. Cool. Uh, yeah. I'd like to be there. And so, so Tom came to the show, and we we just kind of hit it off. Um, um, over 
comedy mainly. Chris Elliott, we loved uh, Get a Life. Oh, uh-huh. One of the that best. Yeah, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Top five comedian, maybe, in my mind. John, have you ever worked with yeah. Chris Elliott? Me, no. Um, <laughs> right, we have two Johns here. It's confusing. Sorry. Oh. We're, 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 Worcester. No, I'm the H. John with the H, and the other guy's the John without right. the H and uh, famous bands. That doesn't work for career. radio. <laughs> no, uh, but um, he's been, he's been on, on the best show as an interview. As an interview. Oh, yeah? Oh, right. man, that's but, great. Uh, yeah, I've never up. actually done anything with him. I'll dig up the link for you, John. Uh, so, wh- I, I, I'm here to say that Cabin Boy might be the finest movie ever made. I love it. And it's still... Yes. Yes, and, and um, for your listeners and you guys, uh, the the guy that co- co-wrote it and directed it, Adam Adam Resnick, um, yeah, he he was the co-creator of um, Get a Life. Also, he ha- wrote a book a couple years ago that just had me on the floor, called um, "Will Not Attend," and I would, I would. Uh, I'm writing this down. Anyone yeah, who likes we'll funny writing it. to get that book. We'll find it. Right. I'm writing it down right now. I really am. Yes. I want to read it. Uh, John, uh, I know, like I was saying before, you're a really big music doc guy. Are you, anything you've really been diving into lately? Something that's really been uh, getting your goat as far as uh, music docs lately? Yeah, let me look at my let me look at my stack here. Um, <laughs> are you a collector? Do you collect these DVDs? I do. I, I yeah. buy them. I buy physical copies. You're right, right. Yeah, I've seen yeah. I've seen you post a couple things about it, and so I figured you you know where do you keep all this stuff? You like you have, you build a shelf. I have I have several shelves, <laughs> several shelves. Um, uh, the, believe it or not, the there's a shelf? really good one on the band Kansas that came out last year. Yes. A band I don't care it. anything about. Right, well, those are the best ones uh, to watch. It's called Miracles Out of Nowhere, and it's it's just about how their their, their improbable rise to fame because they're kind of this this, this weird band. Um, what else? Where, where they um, oh, the Kansas. You know, I have yes. one Kansas record. I remember uh, opening up the LP and uh, reading the liner notes, and it was so boastful. Like they're like, between the seven of us, we have a hundred and fifty years of musical experience right. or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I remember reading that and being like, that's that's odd. Thing to Fuck say. those guys. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, did you did you see these? Okay. Actually, John's actually looking through his it's DVDs. It's not super right recent, but it, it's it's a, a it's this documentary called Friends Forever. Have you guys ever heard of this thing? Uh-huh. No. no. Who's the band? It, it, what, what were they called? They're called. Um, it was a duo who who you've never heard of. They made records. Um, oh. The, the band was called Friends Forever, like early 2000s, I think. And so they they would tour in a, um, a VW van, kind of like indie rock sort of uh-huh. just trash kind of rock. And they, they didn't really have, like, real booking, so they would find the cool club in town and pull up and do the show from inside their VW van. Like, it was a rock band. Oh, okay. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But they hollowed it out to make... To make you know, they had had mics and a PA in there, and That's uh, fucking mint. <laughs> so it's pretty interesting, and they're it, it's it's more interesting about their personalities. Right. Um, John, I, w- I would allow, do you want to play some crap? Not crap. I have so many other questions, like, but I know it's just gonna like, you know, I, I could I could sit here for hours. I had questions about how you never. Uh, uh, post about politics on Facebook, and you uh, avoid the, those topics. I had questions about uh, are you a religious guy because you post about your pastor, but I, I think that we should skip those and go straight to crap, not crap. Do you want to play crap, not crap? Let's do it. I will. Uh, uh, well, I want to first preface this with, uh, with apologizing to anyone I might 
<laughs> yeah, no, I know. You're just, I, this All is good. the thing. When I'm looking at the list of crap, not crap bands, I go, man, this is like the worst guy to play with this because he's just so nice. Yes, he's he not going to want to offend anybody. I might know these people, too. That's the big thing. They're not listening. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Crap, not crap with John Worcester. Yeah. The the John Worcester. Okay. You ready, John? Crap, not crap. Here Mo- we go. Uh, this one is a, a, a hat tip to Tommy. First off, let's go Motley Crue. <laughs> All right. All right. Here. I, I'm not going to be able to give one word answers. All right. But I'm going to say crap. Okay. But like everyone who hates Motley Crue, I like one particular song. Tommy, can you guess what it is? Uh, Wild Side. Well, the, no. This is a loaded question. I'm gonna go. Same with, old situation. I'm gonna go with the one I just tattooed on my back and say "Home Sweet Home" for good luck. But I don't know. No, if it's no. no it, it, it's to me, it's very out of character with the rest of their entire. Oh, are you catalog. gonna say? Are you gonna say, uh, "Girl, don't go away, mad girl, just go away"? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice I job, Tommy. I love you that song. <laughs> love that song, bro. Uh, and like what's the, interesting about the video of, the, of that song, if you remember. Like, you know how, how back then the, everybody would play those kind of space-age pointy guitars yeah. and stuff, you know? B.C. Charvels. Yeah. In that video, they're all playing cool instruments. Like, right. I think he's playing he's playing, he's one playing of those Telecaster, telecaster basses, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I really and, like that video. And, yeah. It's got a really cool vibe, that now, video. I never like, thought of that before. Now, like, yeah. like, kind of half picture the video in my head. Like blue and yeah, white on the pool does. table. He's got, like, and, a black and white telly yeah. with, like, yeah. lipstick pickups or something. Yeah. She's got the black and white teddy with the lipstick. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Frank what, Z- what Vince Ware? That's the greatest moment. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, Vince yeah. Ware and the whistle. Yeah, it's the best. Google boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just heard that the other night. I thought it was the greatest dumb you thing. Imagine like, uh, that's like take 20 and they're oh, totally, doing yeah. this big. Do it again. What Vince Ware? Right. No, in this scene where uh, we're, we're all, all ogling women. <laughs> it's going to be horrible, you know, but it's the 80s. Everyone's fine. Uh, all right, quickly. Qu- sorry, John. Crap, not crap. Frank Zappa. Who? Frank Zappa. Crap. Nice. nice. I like the way you think. I'm going to give you the most polarizing ones. Steely Dan. Not crap. I got to say, I I, uh, I know this is a hot this is a hot topic. Hot topic. Soli's got to him. <laughs> I, I like, Steven Soli's like gotten the to songs, you. And, I, and I, I think his lyrics are really oddly crazy and great. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Prince. Uh, not crap. Rush. Oof. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we love I'm when people deviate. Not, I'm going to say not crap. For the entire package, I don't love their music. I like. Guess what? One song I like, Tommy. Uh, Work it, man. Uh, limelight. It, yes. It, yes, it, that's it, the best song. The pop, their pop song. Tommy, you're in John Worcester's head. Dude, we got to start a band. We got to start a band together, man. Are you guys like messaging each other? And stuff? <laughs> We've known each other a long time. Yeah. Well, and we, although we only see each other once every seven years. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You should. That would be the best if you had like all Guns and Roses tattoos and John Worcester just <laughs> yeah. right over Axel. He's actually been a supporter God, of the dock, man. He's, he's probably going to be the first person I show that first cut to in the dock. Oh, we gotta. You gotta get Worcester in the dock. Right. Yeah, actually, that'd be great, John. You want to do a little cameo in the dock? <laughs> I'd we'll, love to. We'll talk oh, about it. Right. Later. Nice. Yeah. Look what you did. Actually, John, really quick. Uh, quick fun yes. fact. Um, you would appreciate this, and this is kind of a breaking news thing. Uh, the oh. Uh, the you're gonna do a drum roll and gong? No, no, no. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, John. Do it. Is the uh, you're gonna love this, John? Here we go. Ready? Oh, 
I don't have a symbol. I only have a gong. I apologize. <laughs> the uh, director of the Lemmy documentary, Wes Orshowski, is yes, now we've officially, had him on the show. He's officially tagged to the Izzy doc, so he's going to be working oh, on that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wes, Congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank still you. Happening. He yeah, did a yeah, damned nice. one, too. Didn't Wes is a good dude. He's doc. actually the first guy that I thought about when Lemmy died. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. it's got to hit him hard. Yeah. Yeah. Did the deaths of uh, Lemmy and Bowie affect you, John? Yeah, you know, um, I had no real connection to either of them. There's, you know, like any sort of whatever six degrees of separation or anything. But, but, uh, um, yeah, it's hard not to be like those. those, Both those guys were the genuine article in in their own respective ways and genres. Uh, But um, yeah, because it just makes you think. Wow, you know. These guys are going now, and you know, over the last over, over the last like week and a half, it just seems like there was five or six other people, yeah. uh, you know, who. So it it, it make it, it it definitely makes you think about that aspect. Uh, but I don't know. I think you mentioned being religious. I I think we're I think we're I think we live on. So I'm not I'm not sad for those guys. I'm sad for the people they left behind. Right. But you know those guys. Those guys both lived the life of oh man, a hundred people. Yeah, you know? right. You really couldn't ask for you know if you're going to do it, they did it right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and they both seem nice too. Uh, like the you know for, for for both of those guys, you in the in the wake of their deaths, you just, you read these personal accounts of people who met them uh, and how every great they single were. person yeah. on earth. Has met Lemmy and David Bowie, uh, except for me. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's like, "Oh, I was uh, buying a slice of pizza and I didn't, didn't right. have a dollar, and <laughs> David Bowie bought me the slice of pizza." Every single person, yeah. and it's yeah. like, "Oh, I just went to this bar and uh, you know, I uh, I ended up being in a band with Lemmy for like three days." <laughs> Everybody, yeah. I've, I've actually I've met both, and yes, they were extremely nice. See, people. Tommy, you you met them both. <laughs> yeah. David Bowie could be seen like walking around the streets with, yeah. the, with AM New York under his. I never, and I run into people all the time. I saw. Stephen Root the other day I almost shit my pants. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I love that guy. See Stephen Root. I did. John, uh, it John's was too cold, and he was with a lady friend, and he was walking. I didn't want to bother him. <laughs> John Worcester, have you ever met Lemmy or David Bowie? Never. No. Um, oh yes, thank you. <laughs> never. I'm driving down the highway. I ran into this guy in front of me. I got out. It was Lemmy. It was David Bowie. He was in the trunk, and uh, <laughs> everything was fun. We all had a laugh, and everyone's got a story. <laughs> met him at a rest stop. Drives me nuts. I've never met either of these rock and roll legends, and I'm jealous. It pisses me off. All right, sorry. Velvet Underground. <laughs> <laughs> crap or not crap? John. Uh, vel- not, not crap. Right. Not crap. I thought, okay, listen. Uh, uh, Kansas. Ah. Well, had had I not seen this movie, I would say crap. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, you know, music, I'll say crap, but but, uh, (laughs) it's so so hard because you know that every, after you watch all these movies, you you, you realize, well, everyone's got like this, everyone's got a story. Exactly. Everyone overcame some sort of, you know, adversity to get where they are. So you can't really just say Straight across the board, crap. About anything. In terms of what I'm into, I'll preface everything with that. 
Right. Crap. It's crap everyone. You know, when you, when, when you watch a movie of somebody, you realize everyone's relatable, and you and you're like, oh man, yeah. I'm a dick for thinking that's that, how. That band sucks. Actually, that's how I felt when I saw the Amy Winehouse documentary, which is a great doc, by yep. the way. I didn't even know that existed. Oh yeah, I, I could care less about it before, but afterwards, I, I just it really hit no. Me. I always kind of you know I, I always kind of liked her in a in a way. I didn't I haven't seen the documentary, but uh, felt bad for her. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I like I, I I dug her. I thought she was uh, an individual. She's kind of like Adelaide. All right, crap, not crap, John. <laughs> Billy Joel. <Ooh. laughs> all right, all right, Tom, Tommy. This will this will cement our uh, dude. I'm right there with you, man. If, I, if I, you can guess the one song of his I like, okay. it, it, it's not a hit, so it might be hard. The Stranger. Well, okay, so all for Lena. <laughs> no. Down Easter Alexa. John, I guess no. if it's not a hit, we're not going to hit. But I will say this: my favorite Billy Joel song, you guys will never believe, this, is "We Didn't Start the Fire" because I oh, love the worst. I love those hooks in there. Billy Joel hates that song. I know. I know. I fucking love that. Billy hook. Joel can't stand his own song, and you—it's your favorite. Yes, I'm going to put a hook into you, <laughs> John. John can Worcester. I, what's, can I go for the steal? Since I know that's yeah, go for steal, yeah, Ryan. What's John uh, Worcester's Matt, least favorite uh, favorite Billy Joel? Matt, song, matter of trust. Ooh, it, it's a, it's a, a song one. on Glass Houses. It's called Sleeping with the Television On. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. oh. I, I, I think the best one is from Easy Is Money. it a mellow jam? Yeah, I don't even know that one, John. Is it a mellow jam or... Oh, no, no. It's like, it's New Wave. Oh. Yeah, really? it's like, it's it's the closest he ever got to punk. John, I think. He, just when you think you know your Billy Joel... <laughs> you gotta, you gotta seek this punk. song out. John, you have any? you ever get into a Eddie Money at all? Ooh, uh, I, I just know the hits. Right, because one of my favorite Eddie Money songs is a song called uh, "I Think I'm in Love," and I thought I figured you'd hit that one. That's, that's oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah, classic. Remember that? Listen, yeah. I, I, I will tell you one thing. I will definitely turn the radio up if it's Eddie Money, and turn the radio off if it's Rush. Yeah, I'll yep. uh, I, I'll agree with that. I can't I, understand. You know, Eddie Rush Money kind of like band. yeah, but you know, Eddie Money's not a rock band. What are you nuts? No, he's slow. Well, of course, they, you know, it's it's very complex. Eddie Money is not a... We should add Eddie Money to crap, not crap. At this <laughs> right, no, Eddie Money's fine. No, I will but never do him that disservice. I put Rush way above Eddie Money. All right, anyway. Pink Floyd. Uh, oh, my God. Um, Pink Floyd, he, the, he, the keys he mashed made, he made into him his, hit his phone. <laughs> oh, it's, that's a tough... Like, do I like them? No. Um, it, it's you. It's whatever you think, you know? So. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll say... Oh, I can't say crap because it's kind of. I'll say crap. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid answer. All right. Here's another polarizing one. Yes. Uh, I think you like yes. It's funny. On paper, it would be crap. Yes, but but it's. I'll say not crap. Not crap. Oh, there you go. All right. The Grateful Dead. Ooh. <laughs> oh, hard. Uh, well, I'll preface this by, say, by saying this: I I read cover to cover two very lengthy Grateful Dead bios last wow. year, but wow. I'm still going to say crap. In, in one year, you read two lengthy. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen them play, John? Oh God, no! I saw them. You're going to appreciate this. I saw them uh, play with uh, uh, Stephen Miller opening. Up. I thought you were about to say even worse. Oof. 
Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller. That's respect you're showing him. That's nice. That's what Tommy calls him. His mother used to teach him in grade school. Little Stevie Miller. Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller. We should play oof or not oof. Stephen Miller has VIP tickets to the to the show. He sits in front with a glass of wine. He's right up there with Stephen Wonder. He's like, take the money and run, man. Yeah, why not? Let's relax, have a nice time, for, and then tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Have some Shiraz. Okay, crap, not crap. Richard Sambora. I'm trying to give you the worst ones. You know what? This is weird. I'll just give you the Stones. Who? The Rolling Stones. Oh, uh, not crap. Okay. I like the Stones. Yeah, see, but you hear the tone of the voice. The, the guessing, <laughs> this is what makes the Stones a weird question. Some people have crapped them. I think we had Steve oh, Albini. Well, well, totally well, Like any band that's been around that long, they have terrible eras. Right. Oh, God. It's the Aerosmith, uh, you know, syndrome. Yeah. What about Aerosmith? Here's a, here's a one. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Aeros- Aerosmith. <laughs> Oof. Because... Oh, my God. I'll say... I'll say not crap, but uh, I can't say I liked anything after Toys in the Attic. I mean, I, I didn't even like Night in the Rut, so anything after <laughs> whatever the record was before that. <laughs> no permanent vacation for no, you. I think it's uh, Toys in the Attic. When I was a kid, I had uh, like a Super Trunk tape and Permanent Vacation, and I would play those. Yes. That was, and then and then Pump came out, and it was funny because it was two trucks having sex, and the yep. album was called Pump. Get it? I do get it. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Bob Dylan. Not crap. I, I'm a huge fan. Iron Maiden. <sighs> Gets tougher oh. the older you get, right? Okay, here, here I'll say this: as I look at my wall of. Uh, Iron Maiden DVD, posters. DVDs. <laughs> I, I have never owned a single Iron Maiden album, yet I have seven Iron Maiden documentaries. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. It's because oh, so Maiden rule. Now, what's, now, what's, now, I haven't seen any of these docs. Wa- watching them, do you get the feeling that Bruce Dickinson's like a, an awesome guy? He's supposed to be all right, yeah. You yeah. can't crap Bruce Dickinson or buzz your house. Moom. <laughs> 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 Bruce I, had, I, had, I had a. I can't remember who this friend was, but a friend told me once uh, he went to. I, I can't remember where he went to. He went to college somewhere in New York, and one day they're at the cafeteria, you know, at the at, at college, and in walks Bruce Bruce Dickinson. He 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 was dating a, a student there. I think it's just awesome. Uh, this would have been the mid eighties. <laughs> <laughs> You never see a Neil Turbin or a, uh, you know, who's the no, you don't. <laughs> Neil Turbin documentary. <laughs> no. Or uh, who's um, the ri- Mac and I met uh, Paul Diano in uh, yeah, Paul Diano awesome. <laughs> in Brazil. In Brazil, we were touring down there in '98, uh, and Iron Maiden are so big there that anyone associated with Iron Maiden can tour there and, right, and right. do well. So he was doing a club tour. I just want to ask a quick question, John, speaking of Wait, South America. Of all the bands that are of all the bands that are huge in South America, which do you think the biggest band is that's biggest in South America? Would you say it's the Ramones? Would you say it's Iron Maiden? Like who would you say the biggest band? Into metal? I think I, I think those three. I, I, I think Iron Maiden, the Ramones and Well ACDC? the Stones did that show. It was free though, but the it's Stones out. did that show on the yeah. beach in Rio and I think they had a million people. Right. I was wow. I was told no effects a million are, are huge yeah. people at a show. 
It just went all, yeah, just all, all down the beach for my, a mile or I'm, miles. I've been know. playing but, music for uh, 30 years. I'm lucky if Tommy Rockstar shows up and he's clapping. <laughs> right? God bless yeah. him. It's a million people. Can you imagine? I know. It's insane. Uh, Beastie Boy. Not crap. Uh, yeah. King Diamond. Oof. You know, <laughs> I, I bought... We could talk about music for like the next six yeah, hours. You know, yeah. I bought Melissa when it came out just because of the cover. <laughs> I thought the cover was really good. I mean, I, I don't like the music, but uh, what was he's on the cover? Of that a cool album. guy, and I heard an interview with him recently that was really good. Yeah, did you ever uh, see him on uh, Joe Franklin? It was uh, what's his name? Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk. Yeah, that right. metal show. That Can- former metal canceled. show. Yeah, the, uh, somebody said on my feed they're going to save four hundred dollars a month. <laughs> that shows production values. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. All right, so we got the guy from Kicks coming up, and he's like, oh. is the dude from Kicks, and is Charlie Benante is like the guest drummer in the audience or something? I don't know what the hell's happening. Hey, easy oh. on Benante. You know, I love that man. Oh, Charlie Benante's fucking, he's gotten better as a drummer, too. Calling in next so week, good. Charlie Benante. Tune in. So good. <laughs> We're all big anthrax fans. So. Yeah, actually, John, I have to tell you about who we have next week. Yeah, we'll actually, that that's a good later. point. Yeah, we'll we talk about up. that after yeah. we uh, leave John. Well, John should tune in for that. He'd love it. Well, I want to tell him about it. Well, yeah, let's let's right. play Crapper, not Crapper. Let's move on with the game. All right. Yeah. B- Boston. Uh, not crap. I, I don't I don't turn Boston off when they come on the radio. Right. I, w- I would agree with that, but I think they're kind of... Uh, uh, no one cares, I think. Beach Boys. <laughs> Oof. You know, I, I'm not a Beach Boys guy, but I won't yeah. say crap. I'll just... <laughs> I, I'm going to remove myself. <laughs> Recused. ELO. Um, all these bands have something I like, but overall, I don't love them. Uh, uh, I'll tell you. Okay, uh, here's what here's what puts him in the crap category for me. I don't love Jeff Lynn. What he di- what he did production wise with a lot of good artists. Like I don't love the sound of those petty records or or yeah. the you know those. I just don't like the sound of those records. They're so kind of clinical to me. How about the Wilburys record? You, what about the sound of that? Same. Same, yeah. yeah. I, like, I I love the idea of it, but it's. I think in the hands of of someone a little less meticulous, right? I yeah. think it would say it, it would have th- sounded, you know, more ragtag and yeah, more they sh- fun. They should have called that more record fun. Four more Geniuses" fun. and Jeff Lynne. Well, I you know yes. I think Jeff Lynne like think thinks of himself as like a George Martin character, and he's like a, right. I don't know. <laughs> but 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 speaking of rock docs, he comes off really good in the one on the one uh, about ELO that came out. Uh, I guess a year ago. Actually, it's on him. It's called. I don't know what it's called, but uh, <laughs> it's called "Don't Let Me Down." He's a yeah. <laughs> he's a Don Martin character to me. Right. You know, uh, you know, I, I didn't mind ELO was playing if this this makes any sense or like the, the the way the band sounded, but the songwriting just like is wasn't really there. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like a like a the B team. Mm. Mm. Well, I gotta I guess... say, one of the guys in the ELO, one of the one of the great weird deaths of all time. What's that? What, what happened? Uh, a few years ago, I, he, he, I think he was the bass player. Maybe I can't think of his name, but he he was. I think he was farmer, and a giant hay bale rolled down a hill and oh. hit him and killed him. Oh, get oh, out! God. Really? Is that crazy? Yeah. I don't know. That's like a Three Stooges death. See, as a far- as a farmer, you fear falling into the silo and being drowned in like yeah, you get caught in the seed combine. fine corn. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm serious. I'm not even joking yeah. around. Like that's a. Like, it happens. You, there will mm -hmm. be yeah. It happens. There will be no oxygen for you to breathe, and you fall into the silo. I wouldn't think a, hay, a, a loose hay bale would be the end yeah. of me. You know? Speaking of rockers and farmers, John, did you know? <laughs> that's why I do square bales all the time. <laughs> Look out, Paul. <laughs> did you know that uh, Jim Martin from um, Faith No More, peace out of Faith No More, has become like a uh, championship pumpkin farmer? Did you know that? No, he's 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 a guy with the hair. Is that yes, right? Yes, yes. Ooh, the, that's a good crap, yeah. not crap. He's, he's going to be on the show right next week. That's a great no, he he lives somewhere in Northern California. Total recluse, kind of Izzy vibe, and he he um <laughs> he competes in uh like uh pumpkin competitions where he grows oh like God. massive pumpkins. Yeah. Izzy vibe. Yeah. Wow. Yep. All right, John. Just a couple more. Uh, let's see. What's really polar? The who? You know, some people. You know, not crap, but there's something about the who that that I've I've. I used to love them as a kid, and I, I, over the years, there's something about it that has has diminished my enjoyment of them. And, and I think it, it's it's that it's that constant talk about rock. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's like, the songs are about rock, and <laughs> I, I don't know. It's no, something about that has bugged me. And, and I also don't like that, like these interviews with him recently, where it's like I'm doing this for you guys at this point, right? You know, it's like, I'm doing you a favor by still doing this. It's like, fuck off, man. Just stop doing it. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is weird because, you know, I didn't grow up on The Who, but I grew up uh, in my 20s driving around in a truck listening to all manner of classic rock radio. And when I brought my 11-year-old, 12-year-old son last year to The Who concert, like, he's way into it. Maybe there's a thing there, like, what, what your young brain, like, clicks with The Who. I, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I thought they were great, but I wasn't like you know freaking out. But my my yeah. kid was like all excited about it. I'm like, I don't yeah, so it, if, they're exciting. That's valid. They're exciting. Yeah. Perfectly valid. Uh, what we get? We E L O B O C. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult, Long Island Zone. Not crap. One of my favorite bands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. S O D. S O D. Yeah. Stormtroopers uh, of Destruction. You know, I've all, I've only Storm heard of death. Oh, sorry. A, a couple of the things. So I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say. Oh my god, I, I'm. Uh, I want to say crap. Yeah, fuck it. But, but kind of not. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So uh, obviously not an MOD fan. Moving on. Just so you know, you're now on Sergeant D's list. You know, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for some deep NYHC if you got it. Oh yeah, yeah, John. I, I, how about? I forgot to ask you about the abuse. Do you have an abuse the, story? The, yes. <laughs> I forgot to um, ask you about it. I, I went to see uh, Agnostic Front. God, it must have been sometime in the winter of 83 at just wow. a um, a community center in Philadelphia. Okay. One of those places where there's no, it's just you're playing under under office lights. Right. Like and, and so so they they played and they brought a bunch of, you know, New York hoods with them. This is guys in sweatshirts, you know, with the hoods up and stuff and and right. uh there was a band called the New York Hoods, not not the New York Hoods. Uh, that's right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh so at one point uh like Vinny Stigma pulled out some forty fives and he and he says, This is a new band called the Abuse and he threw he throws the the singles out to the crowd and I got one but it it, it skidded across the floor. So it was very scratched up but I 
I listened to it a lot when I was in high school. Wait, he threw it out of its sleeve? <laughs> just the back, just the I think he, he threw it in the sleeve, but okay. it came out. Okay. But I, I was able to like grab the record and then retrieve the sleeve, too. So I got that. Retrieve the sleeve like is my favorite. I'll tell you what. Right. And I, I'm eBaying stuff. And I, I put up this, this abused EP. And it, it was really marked up. Like it, I mean, like trashed. Right. So I put a, a little caveat in the in the listing. This thing was thrown from the stage <laughs> at the Agnostic Front show. It's not in great shape. <laughs> two dollars. It, it ended up selling for eighty dollars. Oh my yeah, god! Baby. Oh my Good for you. God. It, was, it was touched Some by guy stigma. Germany, Mario guy likes Germany, that. And I, I just said, Ryan. you know that this is not in great shape, right? I don't care. I got to have it. Okay. Uh. Was it? Did it have a drawing of like a? a, a this is saying for like every single seven inch that came out of this era. Did it have like a drawing of like a skinhead on the cover? Is it that one? <laughs> Skanking. A tough skinhead. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. I, I had who I think uh, was chained to boulders. <laughs> To boulders. <laughs> right. he was yeah. a skinhead chained to boulders. <laughs> and there's an umlaut on there, too, I think. Too. Of course. Right. I think there is, yeah. Drug, well, drug for youth. We need a drug for youth. Of course. Youth. No, I know it. Yeah, of course. On the back would be a uh, skanking skinhead who shows his softer side. <laughs> Absolutely. I just like to dance, and I'm here for the fun. For the ladies. Yep. That was in 83. We, we had Agnostic Front play a benefit for us in 83. Where's that? Token entry, Agnostic Front, and three other bands at Dance Interior. Oh, yeah, hey, John Worcester, this is our friend Mario who's just joining us. <laughs> Mario's an Hi, old Mario. punk rocker. He's uh, I, yeah. five years older than you, and he's re he's been to more shows. That was our great nice. success. We raised a thousand dollars. I remember the owner of Dance Interior called me into his office, gave me the money, and I and it was for our radio station that was ransacked. So I I told him, <laughs> I have a thousand dollars. When you're ready to get this radio station going, I'll come down and give it to you. And I put it in a bank account in escrow. <laughs> and three years later, I got a call, and I became alumni advisor for the next ten years. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. But, uh, thank God, Agnostic Front actually helped us out there. They do good right? things too. I didn't get a single though. Yeah, John, oh Jamara's been to some pretty great shows. He's seen uh, ACDC oh. open for Richie Blackmore. I was very interested that you had the Dead Milkman's first show. That was great. Have you seen the Dead Milkman? You booked them. Is that that's true? Right. Is that, that's what happened? You booked them on their first yes. show ever? So yes. tell, me, uh, tell the, us about the Milkman. The drummer, the drummer Dean was a, a friend of mine for, uh, when I was in high school. And uh, he got in with these guys, the Dead Milkman, and I... I got them a show at this low at this I think it, it was a it was a it was an activity hall but it was mainly for senior citizens in the, <laughs> in the tiny really. town I lived in yeah so that was their first show their their first real show Where are they from are they uh, from Philly are they from New York or where, where no. are the guys in the band from uh, West Philly. Coast. Philly yeah Philadelphia yeah, yeah. I yeah. do remember Great seeing them band. at the Mud Club pretty early on them the mm -hmm. Meat Men the uh, Dead Milk Men the Minutemen. There were a lot of men going around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, John, I could be... We're sorry. Mario, John, sorry. Wrong. Mario has a list of uh, every show he's been to. He's documented every show. Um, what, who opened, who closed, what drugs he took, what time it was. Like, <laughs> I searched. He's I got, couldn't like, find the milkmen. I couldn't find them. You couldn't find them. That means they had to be later. They had to be in the 80s because I started writing in the 70s. It's like... Yeah. It reads like uh, ACDC... Not too impressed. <laughs> um, Richie two Blackmore bumps of cocaine. <laughs> Worcester, weren't they a U Penn band, or they just play there often? The Milkman. Excuse me. Weren't they a University of Pennsylvania band? They were uh, actually. Uh, they uh, Joe, the guitar player, went to Temple, so they were kind of a. They weren't a Temple band, but they. So that's Jewish band. Kind of where where he was from, but uh, yeah, a lot of shows. In West Philly, there was a, there was kind of a punk frat 
um, at the University of Pennsylvania, and uh, hmm. they they. Uh, a great early show of theirs that I saw. Uh, it was at a, it was at a frat at the University of Pennsylvania, '84. Uh, them and uh, JFA. Oh wow, uh. that was really great. No stage, just in this on the floor in some frat house in the summer. It was really nice. Cool. All right, John. Crap, my crap. Uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> Ooh, crap. And the great thing about ELP is that in all these punk docs, whenever. It gets to the point where music was really bad in the mid seventies, and you just immediately see footage of ELP. <laughs> it's like it has like the, uh, the image dot com across the. It's thing. like yeah, it's like but they must have to sign off on 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 like an actual video. Wouldn't yeah. they have well, to like give permission? Yes. That's what I was going to say. That's their comeuppance. <laughs> is they're getting royalties from using all their footage yeah. and punk Listen. rock documentaries. Listen, fellas, we could take this five hundred, or we could leave it on yeah. the table. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta reline my pool. Yeah, <laughs> my, my radiator is freaking shooting steam all over the house. <laughs> um, Robert Palmer. <laughs> wow, that's a Ro- new one. You, you can't let. You know, I would say, and I'm not gonna say crap because he he was he was an interesting guy, but he he was the first guy that I know of who was famous to cover Who's Do. He, he did a version of New Day Rising. What? Ah, wait, wait, what? Whoa. Yeah, I think he, I think it's it's on YouTube. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it was his idea or the guys in his band, but when he was, it was at the peak of his popularity, he was touring and I think for the encore, he would come out and they would do like a minute of New Day Rising and wow. they'd segue into something else. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because Crazy. someone on the chat, Carlin yeah. Reed on the chat box has posted a picture of the Emerson Lake and Palmer LP. I can't even see what the name of it is. But then he posts, a, uh, they're all standing in the weeds and they have their shirts open and tight pants. And then he posts. Oh, like, Love Beach. That's Love Beach. Love Beach. And the, the, the man's. <laughs> he, just, he just cropped his crotch. The man's bathing suit area <laughs> is quite. Uh, Lumpy. Yeah. There's there that's graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I call bullshit. It's a cucumber wrapped in tin. John yeah. Worcester, crap not crap, the misfits. Oh, come on. Oh, not crap. Crap not crap, Danzig. Oof. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a toughie. By the way, I, I saw up. Danzig on the first tour uh in this terrible club in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Maybe fifty people. It was great. Amazing. Yep. Hey, while we're on the while we're on the topic, what was crap not crap, Sam Hain. <laughs> Ooh, well. You know, I, I didn't like champagne. <laughs> Finally. Fair enough. I was just going to ask him, uh, John, uh, what was your first concert, man? What was the first show you ever went to? The Carpenters. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know it's what, a good one. You know um, what mine was? was uh, Tesla opening up for Poison. How about that noise? Oof. <laughs> Oof is right. <laughs> <Yes>. Crap. <laughs> John knows my uh, Listen, story. man, I, I want to I have a confession to make. Yeah. I love Tesla. <laughs> okay, and like what you like, man. It's yeah, not, well, not a confession. You can say I, you like I, Tesla. I'm not joking. I like them, okay, and I had the, all the man, Tesla tapes. There was a couple good Tesla jams, man. They fucking knew how to write a song, no, but, like song, once out of every thirty. It's fair enough. We're not. We're not. You, can like what you, like. you guys. John's, I'll kill John's, all of you. John's lobbying for a remix and <laughs> right. release. No. Okay, Ted Dugan, the musician. Oh crap! <laughs> Even the music, huh? Stranglehold. I, I I I had I seen him live twice. Both times I saw Kiss, he opened. Oh, like eighty eighty seven and you only saw 90, Kiss ninety six. Oh, it's just terrible. you only saw Kiss twice. 
I did, yeah. I never saw him like as, as a good points, though. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Every time I've seen Kiss has been uh, like awful, like really bad times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, quickly. King Missile. Oh, uh, there are very few bands that can pull off talk rock. Talk rock, I love it. Megadeth. Uh, Oh man, (laughs) Uh, crap. Metallica. But 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 that didn't keep me from buying his book and David Ellison's book. (laughs) (laughs) David Ellison seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. When he's Dave Ellison tried to bang my sister. Oh really? (laughs) Really? Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. No, I'm serious. Really? Yeah. Everybody tried the show's been going on for three years. You didn't think to tell that story like day <laughs> fucking one? Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm not going to dish everything on day one. So you have a sister. <laughs> Santana. Oh, um, <laughs> the worst. Oh, crap. Ah. Ozzy. Oh, I don't like Ozzy either. I, get, oh, I, I mean, I respect it. Yeah. I, yeah, it's not my thing. Ozzy or Black Sabbath? No, just Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah. I, you know. I never loved Black Sabbath either. Well, we gotta go then. <laughs> Thanks, I know. Thanks, I like Digital Bitch. I like the Ian Gillen stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he is kidding. But uh, you know, Brian Musikoff was what? so afraid you were gonna call in as a character. No, and he's got no read on you. Like John's, like uh, I'm backing out in the in that thread. Like no one thought he was serious. Right. Yeah, he had and then Brian for like, half a day. Brian's like, you know, he's not serious, right? I'm like, yeah, of course. And then Brian's like. Oh, well, I texted him anyway. And I don't know. I was yeah. like, he might be, I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? You're like out of your mind. And then he's like, yeah, you know, I think he, <laughs> yeah. this is how, this is I how think he might John call in as a character shit. and, 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 is that and, how you and sound? break up no. walls. I'm like, I'm busy. Meanwhile, I'm busy trying to fix my radiator. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm trying radiator. to fix the show. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for Crap Not Crap. One yeah, more band. Thank you for playing. One more band. Uh, Leonard oh. Skinner. Oh. I think I said oof to all these. Uh, yes, it's oof, uh, not oof. You know, I don't like it. <laughs> no, sir. Okay, no, sir. He didn't like it. I can respect it, but I don't like it. Oh, uh, uh, this is great. I, I was I was in Asheville a couple of years ago, and I walk in a record store, and uh, and there's this song playing, and it's it's just this. It's a, it's kind of a rock song, but the guy's just talking about how bad the music business is, and like what a terrible like how everyone's awful. And, and I asked, like I said to the guy, "What is this?" And he said, "It's the new Artemis Pyle record, oh. who's the drummer for oh. Leonard Skinner." Right, right, right. Is there anything worse than a rock band? And I know a lot of these rock bands who are my contemporaries complaining about rock music in the lyrics of a song. It's terrible. Like, it, it, it's terrible, right? Thank God yeah. someone agrees with me because I feel like, you know, I don't want to say anything. And it's like they have these songs that are like five people showed up to a show. And it's like, come on, dude. Southern man well, don't want him around anyhow. <laughs> Friend Rock City. Oh, no, that's not what <laughs> I was thinking. Of. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my amp is broken and yeah. nobody shows up and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? Why don't you rock? Why don't you rock? Why don't you rock? That's right. <laughs> and my old lady stole my guitar string. Why don't you rock? Take a cue from the who. I have to say, John was a very good crap, not crap, because we, we got a full Lucy out of him on a couple of questions where it just went, ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's great. <laughs> you, went, you went full Lucy. Provoked a response. John, um, Deep Purple. Good oh, we're still playing. Oh, I never <laughs> liked them either, but but I, I know that they're like one of the very ground floor 
Seminal. touchstones for, Seminal. for so many bands, right? Right. Yeah. Well, it's a, uh, some would say it's the beginning of metal or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I never. I, I don't know. I don't. Not me. Though. I guess I don't like anything. Right. Well, we took some. Bi- <laughs> we took some big ones off the list. We took the Beatles off the list. The Ramones off the list. But some people have crapped them. You know. Yeah. You know. I, I don't I, love the. I don't, I've never owned a Beatles album. I don't think. See, there, there you, you go. go. And you collect uh, DVDs of bands you don't even listen to. <laughs> I've got. I'm looking at the anthology right here. The five DVD set of Beatles. He doesn't like damn right. He doesn't like the music, but he finds them to be very sympathetic characters. You know, it's, oh, it, totally. <laughs> interesting stories. You know, it, it, sometimes the stories, and uh, you know, ninety percent of the time is uh-huh. better than I more interesting well, than it's the like music. Ki- it's like Kiss. I I won't. I will not buy any of their records, but I will buy any book or documentary right, about right. right but come on you don't have like a kiss alive from your childhood on record or something that you've i do I, I have a live and destroyer yeah john i gotta ask you a serious question what um attracted you to kiss for the first time the makeup i, th- I think like any kid you know i was one uh, i would have been like 10 right when destroyer came out so it's like a comic book you know you're just you're just into it because it's it's, it's a like a comic it's book but cool it's music toys, too yeah. it's fun. and uh my dad bought it on eight track for me. I remember, and uh, I think, yeah, just like that—that that was the appeal. It was—it was like a cartoon that was music right. too. And also, there's the, the mystery of the band. Like back then, there was oh, yeah. the internet, so you didn't know like about them, and it was like this this great mystery. So any band, like Led Zeppelin or the mm-hmm. Beatles, you didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Sure. And it was kind of fun to—it's something to latch onto there. Hey John, oh, yeah. I, hey John, yeah. I have a question. How sweaty is your ear right now? <laughs> oh, he's it's, pretty, it's pretty damp. <laughs> well, you're coming in great. John, we've talked Thanks. to you longer than any guest, and uh, we're happy to have you on if you're bored or something. But uh, you know, Right. Hey, we were talking about DVDs and documentaries yeah. before. And, uh, John, I got the Riot in the Dance Floor in the mail the other day, which is the City Gardens documentary. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. This looks good. Which is yeah? Well, I got mine three weeks ago. Oh no, no, no! We're talking. Membership have stop by the merch store after the haircut and the book is great too. Right, and we're going to have Steve Tozzi or Tozzi, however you want to say it. He's going to be our guest next week. So I'm excited to talk to him about that. When will the madness stop? It doesn't. (laughs) Musicoff is on the scene, man. He's working his ass off over here. He's working me. In Superchunk, we we had a guitar tech who one of you guys may have met over the years, named Jim Jim Norton. Yeah, yeah, and sure. gentleman Jim. And, sure. Yes, yeah, gentleman Jim. Yes. Right. And he um, he was a City Gardens bouncer. Right. And in the uh, in the book, he has a great little uh, aside about how the um, the most violent show that ever happened at City Gardens wasn't one of those. Chromags or agnostic front shows, but it was the Hoodoo Gurus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were these two just like six foot five troublemakers who came to the show. I believe they were who, who just thought that like this would be a good place to beat people up, oh. and and they did. And it took all the bouncers to get them out. And I think the bouncers got the shit beat out, beaten out of them too, uh, by these guys. So, uh, caller, you're on the air with John Worcester. Hi, this is uh, Rob from Wax Eater. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Hey, Rob. Hi. Hey, John. Hey, uh, yeah, hi. Do you have a question for John, hi, John. Worcester? I'm here with a... Uh, well, I mean, i got a million questions for John Worcester. Um, first of all... He's very tired. It's an hour and a half. i got your own joke tattooed on my leg. Anybody got you that? You have what Which on your leg? Talk? Oh, uh, your own joke tattooed on it? 
I'm the one from Nashville with the mouse with the cape. Oh, whoa, 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 oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you. Yes, that's it's the ultimate tribute. And it's insane. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> Don't worry. He's already, he's already he's also got the San Diego Padres logo tattooed on him. It's not a big deal. You know, tattoos are not a, a lifetime yeah. decision for hey, this guy. Whatever. It's fucking lifetime Mets fan over there. At least I stick with a team that sucks every year. Come on. <laughs> you have uh, a tat are you also, are you calling in to say you have a tattoo of a John Worcester joke on your body? No, he knows that. I call him for a different yes. reason. Well, for the audience, you know, you can explain it to them. Well, the the yeah, joke is as as the um, over the years on the best show when Tom and I will 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 break up during a, a call if each of us makes the other laugh. The joke is is that I let, I the reason I haven't been talking for the last. 30 seconds because I, I saw a mouse uh, <laughs> run across the floor. A mouse with a cape. Oh, and so that's become a thing. Right. <laughs> and the thing is that it's cute, but it's like super cute. Right. <laughs> and yeah. And well, I, I tattooed that because why not? Uh, the other thing I've was seen it. I, it's I it's incredible. <laughs> Pretty good. And see, the thing is, the guy that tattooed it, he was like, hey, I want to make it like a. Uh, like a cool, like a rat. And I was like, no, it can't be a rat. It has to be a mouse. <laughs> and he didn't know why. And I was like, shut up, and I'm paying you to tattoo me. Right. This so is my twenty five fifty. Rob, what's what the I second question? Yeah. Well, say, Rob is – go ahead. You know, I, I like to uh, – I, I like to – I don't, I don't call the barrage that much. No, and I don't call the best show ever because I don't have a four and a half hours to wait on hold. But man, the when I heard that the band, um, it was the band theme songs. The party with the Smiths, bitch, almost killed me because I almost ran my car off the road. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I played it then. I played it for uh, my band was on my band was on tour, and I played it for them. And the guy driving my van, when I played that for them, almost drove the van off the road again. <laughs> right. Aww. So good. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. You almost died for us, and I appreciate it. <laughs> twice. That. Almost died twice. Uh, <laughs> two times. Mario knows. He's a public school teacher. He can count to two. <laughs> two times. Mario uh, can't spell cat, but his, apparently he's a 30-year career in public education. So it's great. <laughs> That's right. I'm well, being honored this year. Midwest Mario over here, you know. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll see you later, Rob. Thanks right, for calling in, Rob. John and everyone in the studio and, and John Worcester. Uh, everything you do is magic. All right, goodbye. You're nice. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Take care, dude. Oh, I'll Rob, see you soon. You. Later, Rob. Rob is a great guy. Rob is in like... Three bands who I love. What you got? Wax Eater? What else do you have? Oh, like there's a Two circle of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a he's a he's a real musician. John, thank you so much for calling in. Is there anything you want to uh, talk about? Any uh, you want to talk about I the new Bob move? I, I, I should roll soon. I, it, yeah. This went by very quickly. I didn't realize it. Yeah, was I know. Ten thirty. Jesus. We've actually, in 151, two, uh, 152 shows, you are the you are the guest we've talked the longest to. 
and the guests that I could talk to for another yeah. three you hours. Beat, if you, right. I, I, you beat so. Mark Marin by twenty minutes. <laughs> oh my god! Mark Marin was stuck in traffic in his car. That's great. <laughs> yeah, no choice. <laughs> yeah, we had a, cap, we had a captive, a captive caller. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I, I kind of am too. I'm I'm iced in my house, so that might have been part of it. Well, thank but, you uh, so much. Thank man. you so much, guys. Well, let's let's do it again. I had a great time. Cool, man. Anytime. Yeah. And come uh, in live when you're in New York. I really yeah. appreciate yeah. it, dude. Just make sure it's springtime. Yeah. Right. I know, right? Cold, yeah. Cold in here. John, do you know, seriously, last question, do you know when the next time you'll be in New York is, like even with any of your many projects? Yeah, well, I know, uh, barring anything else, the uh, Mountain Goats are doing three nights at the City Winery in, in April, right? whenever right. that is, nice, and then nice uh, Bob's doing, but we're playing Webster Hall oh, actually, in, wh- May, in May, wait so a minute, I'm gonna... I'll be over there several times in the oh. next, in the spring. I'm going to interrupt you, aren't you doing the David Bowie tribute at Carnegie Hall? Yes, that that's the next one then. Yeah, yeah, much March thirty yeah. first. New crap, David Bowie. <laughs> God, don't answer that. <laughs> I don't really care for his music. Here's an evening of <laughs> David Bowie. I think I think what he's trying to say is thank you, John. <laughs> well, thank you so much, John. I appreciate it. Uh, calling in. This is like a dream come true for us. We're huge fans. Oh, right. hey, thank John. you for having me, guys. I appreciate John, it. John, thanks us. so much. We love it. Thank you. This is John Burster. Hey, John, thank John you, buddy. Bye, bye. We'll talk to you Later. soon. Bye. My God. Bye. Could that have gone any better? Yeah, right. that's awesome. No, Seriously, fuck so. that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than an interview you had last week. Yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> but yeah, that interview says you have to come out. The interview with a, a guy from Codeine was great. I actually yeah, enjoyed that. That's awesome. good. Just because you're not into I'm the only yeah. joshing. You're all jealous because it was your birthday. He was right. I was so drunk. Yeah. That was really fun. Let's give it up for John Worcester yeah. one more hey, time. John, right? John yeah. Worcester on the show. Yeah. Break. Member of one of my favorite bands of all time. Hell yeah. Right now, let's give it up for Tommy Rockstar. Now, <laughs> give it up for Brian for securing that. That's yeah, nice. let's let's take a break and uh, take a I break. Could, Eat some tacos. I, I, I brought tacos pee. for everybody. I'm very, so touched by your outpouring of love last week. It's a very up. quick break, and when we come back, we'll have Tommy Rockstar news and Ryan the Ryan game. Quick break, Four, oh, five minute break. Great song yeah. over here. One, one one song break, baby. Yeah. This might be my favorite Super Trunk album, yeah. besides On the Mouth. This one hit you in the years.
Well, the microphone completely came off its moorings. Right. The, the best part of that song is the last the feedback that you cough. It goes... That's my uh, favorite Super Trunk song. And, oh, yeah? Yeah. That's a little a deep cut. Deep cut. Baxter. Saving my ticket might be up there for me. That's a good one. That's a good one. They're Crap all good. Cut. And somebody in the chat box tie her up to the back of this. <laughs> <laughs> also one of my favorites. Top 10. Some good stuff. Good stuff. Super Chunk. Thank you, John Burster. God damn it. This microphone's never coming back. John's going to serenade us. He's going to have to Bob Barker the rest Get of the it together, show. John. Get it together. All right. I got it together. Who's going first? Tommy Rockstar? No, no Mario, it Mario. would be me. I'm not here in the freezing oh. cold for nothing, sir. <laughs> oh, okay, Mario. It's Mario's memory stick. First of all, another great job. I tip my hat to all of you. Amazing. How do you do it? Uh, and yep. in this weather. You guys yes. are amazing. Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a knock on the door. It's... It's Mario, don't let him in. It's too hey late there. before you know it. He's rapping to the mic, your mind, he's a blowing. He says, oh, R I am. That's my name from the other end. He doesn't mean to insult, he doesn't mean to offend. He just likes being naked in front of his friends. Oh. No, not tonight, not tonight. <laughs> I've been tonight? in fishing shacks in North Dakota that were warmer than this. What the heck is going on here, John? <laughs> You had company. Uh... <laughs> Thanks, Colette. Colette made that song. I believe that was Heavy Metal Chris. Oh, well, maybe Colette and Heavy Metal Chris I think collaboration. They collaborated. Well, so listen, Mario, guys. What's going I on? was in a nice, warm atmosphere. I was at the Salomon Gundy Club in New York City. What the Salomon Rusty Club? Salomon like Gundy, uh, guy who fights Spider-Man or something. Uh, 11th Street and Fifth Avenue. Salomon Grundy. Salomon Grundy. Salomon Grundy don't like the swamp. It was a uh, was a show like a of the shitty um, Sandman. <laughs> the American me. Realist School, uh, ARC. And they were uh, had a show there. It was amazing. <laughs> the, the caliber of the artwork. I actually ended up hanging out with Max Ginsburg of the New School, and that guy is like a social realist. He's like 90 years old now. Solomon it's Grundy amazing. represented me in my slip and fall case. Anyway. <laughs> Grundy, Grundy, and Grundy. It was warm. Grundy. I was drinking wine, and I said, excuse me. I'm going to stick with Shavitz and Shavitz. I, have, I said, excuse me. I have to go sit in a cold garage in Flushing, Queens. <laughs> I cannot stay here and eat your hors d'oeuvres and sip your wine. <laughs> and he said, I'm coming with you. This club is amazing, though. It's, I've never known that it existed. It's on 12th Street and 5th, and it's like an, it's been there since the 1800s. And it's an artist club. And downstairs, they have a restaurant and a billiards room, and, and there's just amazing artwork everywhere. Huh. So I met the, uh, the man who runs it, and uh, we may have some exhibits there soon if all goes well. Knock on wood. Dun, dun, dun. Barrage exhibits? Barrage, no, uh, some fine art exhibits. Nice. Sorry, sir. Anyway, I'm glad I'm here. We're glad you're here. I'm staying warm. With yeah, these, welcome. These headphones actually serve. Are as we actually going to sit here in, in and 20 going, degrees and play poker? I will. If I turn around and Avi's behind me, I feel obligated. Obligated. Avi's here. I'm in. That's all I can say. All right. Well, very good. Let's Mario. Anything else? Can we move on? No. Let's have some news. I'm I'm dying to hear what's happening this week. Listen, Mario. You're you're the favorite character on the show. Yeah. But that's why I have to cut you short because it's it's fun. No, no worries. No worries. Everyone loves Mario. They can't get I like the freedom of coming whenever I feel like it. I feel sorry for you guys. You have to sit here and say. Eight o'clock, man, that sucks. <laughs> well, I enjoy it. Hey, and Tommy now Rockstar. the news. 
Yes, sir. Non-breaking news. What's in the news? What do you got for us this week? Bunch Tommy? of stuff, guys. Bunch of stuff. Oh, there right, we go. All right, with a monumental storm of epic proportions expected to hit NYC in the next few hours. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I finally got a monkey sound. This is Mario doing a monkey, and it's beautiful. And I finally got it. And uh, I, there better be a I'm fucking go monkey. My truck. <laughs> no. There better be a monkey in this in these news stories. I need your snark. Just sneaking a monkey. All right, uh, I will at some point. Um, <laughs> with the storm coming in the next few hours. <laughs> Mario's monkey good. good. It's pretty good. Lots of practice. Most Lots of practice. Most residents of the city uh, are hunkering down to stay indoors for the entire weekend. The city officials managed to cope with the storm, expected to bring chaos and damage across the entire city. However, uh, there are some who say there's absolutely nothing that will stand in the way as they make their pilgrimage to New York City this weekend for the annual Mike Francesicon. Yeah. Francesicon is tomorrow. Francesicon 3, and it's going to be a, a snow out. Yeah. So I think me and you, what we have to do is use so. the Pat Walsh uh, hockey game angle yep. and figure no one's going to be there. Yep. We'll be the only two people. Fran- it'd be me, you, and Mike <laughs> Francesa. I'm all about it. I'm surprised this didn't come up earlier, so I'm happy we didn't, we didn't get to it. <laughs> it did not come up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I saw it in the paper today. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yes, fanatics of the legendary sports broadcaster will once again pack Irving Plaza this Saturday for the annual Gathering of the Mongos. As Mike and Yonkers, what's up, Mike? <laughs> Including some that are flying all the way from across the country uh, just for the opportunity to be in the same room with the sports pope himself. <laughs> On a base in front of him, he got nailed at second base! And by the way... This is you- Major League Baseball! Did you add in your story? You're that actually paying he's retiring. He announced his retirement. Did he really? This week. Nick yeah. in Bohemia. What's up, Nick? Another five years, and I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. He said two years. He's two? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to retire in two years. Look, guys. How old is this guys. guy? He's like 60 something, right? Yeah. Mike yeah, Montclair. What's up, Mike? He's probably he's like uh, 60, uh, 59. I don't know. Uh, you can't uh, tell. Francesicon co-founder Mike Leboff said, quote, The people are coming from so far away. It just speaks to the strength and the uniqueness of this community. <laughs> it's an awesome feeling hosting people who would travel across the country for this. It's damn humbling. They're all He's got good punch. He's a good player. He's a good fielder. I like, I like him <laughs> as a player. I really do. Um... Oh, this is where he looks at his phone see, for a minute. Let's come up here. Let me, see if I get, <laughs> let me see if I get this next sentence in before he finishes. Nick in Bohemia. What's up, Nick? <laughs> One out-of-town sports fan said, quote. <laughs> I wonder if like he ever like cares. Like He looks himself up and knows we're busting his chops. Like does He He would never even listen. Not self-aware. Care. Let's yeah. get him on the air. <laughs> he might be so self-involved that he'd be like, oh. Right. One I'm out of ten. live from the garage this week and see what they say about. <laughs> he, he hates podcasts so much he doesn't even own a computer. Podcast? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> One out of town sports fan said, "Quote: We have a flight out of Atlanta Friday night and are scheduled to land at LaGuardia at 11 p.m. So yeah, this probably won't be any delays." Said Jared Blank <laughs> as he spoke to TRNN today. Another fan, <laughs> Jared from Bohemia. <laughs> Jared from Subway, you're on the edge. <laughs> Jared from Ronkonkoma, go ahead. Another fan named Chris Polis uh, will be joining Blank in the friendly skies, flying all the way from Los Angeles for his first Francesicon, where Leboff and co-founder Ron Hakara are expecting over 1,100 revelers in attendance. Polis? I hardly know us. <laughs> Quote, I haven't begun to try to explain to my co-workers where I will be on Saturday night, said Polis. I don't even know where to start. I have Mike's show on in my office every day, but it's sort of just like background noise. Yeah, he doesn't care about anything. Yeah. Uh, Polis added, it took me 25 minutes to explain to 
my dad what who Mike Francesa was, <laughs> whose father was lived in New York his whole life. When you try to explain it to somebody, you sound like a psycho, even to friends in New York. <laughs> they, <laughs> they've kind of heard of it, but it's still kind of an awkward thing. Wasn't Kazuga uh, Francesa for Halloween? I think that's <laughs> when Kazuga decided to stop drinking after that night. <laughs> right. I believe it was the next morning when he was like, you know what? I, d- I dressed up like Mike Francesa last night. And I got drunk, and I, this is this My is not low. for me. I have to, it was this John Worcester moment. He walked around calling everybody Nick from Bohemia. I night. need to make a change in my life. <laughs> what's this? <laughs> Mr. Polis, who's living Nick in, in Bohemia. What's up, Nick? Hey, Mike, how are you? Who's living in Nick in Bohemia. What's up, Nick? Hey, Mike, how are you? Good. Listen, as a Mets fan, I mean, you really can't be too uh, too confident going into it. No, into that well, I, but I wouldn't be confident this year. And I mean, you can't. But I want to just talk Piazza with you for a second. Um, do you think if it does come out that he is gay, that he'll be the uh, you know best homosexual catcher we've ever seen? I would think he would be the best homosexual catcher. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, he would agree. I think that's true. <laughs> but I don't know of any others anyway. Mike and Yonkers, what's up, Mike? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Mr. Mr. Polis, who's living in L.A. Uh, fuck this show and talking. I just play Francesca clips. <laughs> Mr. Polis, who's lived in L.A. for about 18 years, said the concept of flying across the country to see a 60-year-old, 61-year-old sportscaster uh, at a concert hall is oh, lost even on his brother, uh, who lives in New York and is keenly aware of Francesca. Quote, my brother lives on Long Island, but he's like, quote, no way. There's no way I'm going to that. I'm just a normal guy, but it's just something I need to see for myself, he said. <laughs> I'm just a normal guy. <laughs> for ex-New Yorkers, for, uh, explaining Francesca's a difficult task, quote, when I played WFAN while driving for a friend, they usually ask me things like, quote, why is that guy yelling? And did that guy just fall asleep? Uh, said Matt Impasulo, a Houston-based travel agent. <laughs> For those of about Francesca, is at the end of the show, he just he barely says goodbye whenever he ends the show. Well, that was the thing when 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 Mad Dog was on with him, he could fall asleep in the last two hours. Yeah, now he's got to stay awake. (sighs) And now I listen to it. I listen to it tonight. I pick my son up, and uh, we're driving home, and he signed off. He's like, "I'll see you later." That's it. He goes, goodbye. If Fitzgerald has, uh, you're like, I'll, I'll, gonna, I'll if, be doing that in seven minutes. <laughs> if if, if uh, Fitzgerald has, has a great night, uh, you know, like he did last year, then everything's great. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see Let's you tomorrow. get <laughs> on with the news. But that's the thing, you know, uh, he's getting paid millions of dollars. We're going to pay nothing, so it's easy for us to leave. Mm. I, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I have a couple other stories, but they're crap. So let's end with that. Let's just do one big Mike Francis and, and we'll move on to the Ryan game. All right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, lame. The la- no, no, no. The last thing I'll say is, while many uh, can't comprehend the fandom for the man, come on, man. I'm just starting to riff on uh, stuff. Uh, the and the camaraderie amongst listeners. The event is still expected to sell out tomorrow night at Irving Plaza. So I'm all about going with you there, John. Maybe we should look that up. It's a snow out. You'll right. get in for nothing. Yeah, that was definitely one of the best stories ever, by the way. I enjoyed every minute awesome. of that. Good question <laughs> on the chat box. Is Howard Stern older than Mike Francesca? I, I believe, believe Howard so. Stern is. Definitely. Howard's by like five 60, years. Howard's 63. And he's 61. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, the other stories are just like hogwash. So let's, it's 1054. Let's, we got a game to play. Let's All move right, on. Let's, let's play the Ryan uh, game. quick one tonight. Thank you, Tommy news. Rockstar. Nice news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's the news <laughs> with Wasabi <laughs> Marta Monkey News <laughs> for your earlobe. Nice. All right. So, uh, Ryan, uh, go ahead. I, I don't know how to use a computer anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Ryan, birthday. Let's see what this. 
this Oh, these are all the messages. This here's Carl. <laughs> I remember this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some folks call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a sling blade. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. This is Jonathan Fang from Alchemy Post Sound. Ryan, happy birthday. Mr. Fang. Birth. Day, birthday, birthday. Hey Ryan, it's your main birthday. man, Tommy Rockstar, checking in from the bathroom at JFK. About <laughs> to jump on a flight to go down to Charlotte to do my merch thing, but uh, just wanted to wish you a very happy 50th birthday. And uh, I wish I was there with you guys to, uh, to do the news and the game, but uh, alas, I'll have to wait. So uh, have a great time, and um, I'll see you guys in uh, about a week or two. This is the Bye. saddest station ID in all of radio history. It's your birthday, Ryan? <laughs> you can tell like Tommy's trying to be like all cheery and stuff, but he's miserable because he's in an airport and he has to poop. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Ryan, what's the game this week? Very simple game. Each one of you is crab not crab. I want to do that. Actually, I'm going to do that. I love you. An, an us crab, not yeah, crab. I'll, I'll, I'll put that together. Yeah, that sounds good. Instead of a game next week. We got well, it would be right? the Ryan's opinion. Like, uh, you know. We've done that before. Yeah, but crap, not crap, your opinion. Yes. Okay. I'll work on it. We'll have a yeah, meeting on we'll, Wednesday. We'll have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So basically, this is all you got to do. is uh, I'm going to give you 10 actors or actresses, and you will tell me whether they... Ha- have never been nominated for an Oscar. They've been nominated for an Oscar, or they've won an Oscar. All right, I'm gonna each ask each one of you ten in a row. Sorry. And whoever gets the high score wins. Yeah, that's, that's simple. It. We could do it. This is like dead Republican or alive. <laughs> so the Sorry, actress yeah. has not won an Oscar. Mm. Has won an Oscar. Not been nominated. No. Nominated has or won. Nominated. What? Right. It's uh, it's either never been nominated. Let me let me Mario, let, let Ryan talk. Okay, never been nominated. Right, ne- either never won, has been nominated, or has won. Has won. Okay, so okay, it's one of those three. Lost, nominated. Or these things win. have happened to all these actors. Yeah, lost, nominated, or win. Right. Got it. I think. No. Pat, un- un- Pat let's cheat. Help. Never me. nominated. All right, who's, who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. Who understands this? I, I get it. I, I got it. Go I got it. All right. Here you go, Pat. Richard Jesus. Gere. Uh, he's the best around. <laughs> Officer and a gentleman. Has, has he won? Has he been nominated or never been nominated? He's won. He's the best around. All right. John Cusack. John Cusack. Nominated. Joan Cusack. Uh, nominated. Peter Laurie. Hey, cool, cool, baby Never nominated Jim Carrey Uh, Nominated Jeff Daniels This is tough Uh, Nominated Jeff Bridges Uh, (laughs) One He's the best around Lloyd Bridges (laughs) (laughs) Never nominated King Missile King Diamond Never nominated, you said? Yeah, that's correct Bo Bridges. Uh, Bo Bridges nominated. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One more for you. Shlemazel. Shlemazel. Jennifer awesome. Jason Lee. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee has been Ooh. nominated. All right. 
Pat, you got six. Oh, man. That's a good job, Pat. But you're nice. not going to say who because you're going to ask us the same questions, right? Wrong. You'll oh. get all, you'll no, get we're getting different ones. questions. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought I was cheating. Mario's over there writing things down. So Richard Gere, uh, never been nominated. John John Cusack, never been nominated. Joan Cusack, nominated. You got that right. Peter Lorre, never been nominated. I got that right. Yes, you did. Jim John's Carrey, on it. never nominated. Oh, we got that one wrong. Jeff, Jeff Daniels, never nominated. Really? Jeff Daniels is a, is a chameleon. He could be in funny fart joke things, and, too, then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he could be the president. Jeff yeah. Bridges, yes. Really? Lloyd Bridges, For what? Lloyd Bridges and Bo Bridges, both no. Lloyd Dobler. And Jennifer Jason Lee is currently nominated. For what? For an, for an extra point, can you name the movie she's currently nominated for? Uh, <laughs> Slick Willie in the Jim Jam. <laughs> Wrong is said. Star Wars. Hateful Eight. Oh, oh, she's in that? No, she's right. Not. You know, yeah, she's yeah, good, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I, you know, she's a filmmaker, too. Yeah. 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 So, super, <laughs> not too shabby. <laughs> not too shabby. <laughs> nice one, Ryan. Who wants to go next? Mario. Right. I do. John, I succeed to John. I succeed to Mario. No, uh, after you, Mr. Abanzanzo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like a line from the movie Tin Men that you just quoted. Oh! It's a line from somewhere in my collective memory. <laughs> Thank right. you, Mr. Mario Saro. Okay. Here we go. Mia Farrow. Nominated. Donald Sutherland. Nominated. <laughs> Jackie Gleason. Mash? Oh, wait. He played that guy in the pool movie. <laughs> he won! Pool Man. Art Carney. Never nominated. George Burns. Nominated. Oh, God. Pat Morita. Don't know who she is. Not (laughs) not nominated. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say about George Burns, by the way? Oh, God. He said nominated. Yes, yes. He said he he loved him in The Karate Kid. Alec Guinness. (laughs) One. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Gary Busey. Oh, he did win for Buddy Holly. Madeline Kahn. <laughs> Great. Never nominated. Eddie Murphy. Never nominated. Eddie Bunny. All right. You got one right. <laughs> really? You got one right. <laughs> oh, I man. thought he did pretty well, actually. Has Madeline Kahn never been nominated? Because uh, Madeline Kahn is point. awesome. And by the way, Pat Morita is a man. And he's which Japanese. One, which one did I get right? Wax Next on, wax off. Oh, there goes the bonus. All right. Oh, here's the sorry, other, here's, dude. here's another bonus then. He asked the direct question. Uh, I don't deserve a bonus. I only have one wait, point. What did Eddie Murphy get nominated for? Coming to America. Okay, that's wrong. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Dream Girl. That, that, really? Yes. Yeah, he's like the James Brown character. That, I've never right. seen the film. That reverses I love that James Brown that movie. That erases your point, Mario. I just okay, saw so, a James Brown movie. That was nice. Mario with one. Uh, Mia Farrow never nominated. Donald Sutherland surprisingly never nominated. Wow. Jackie Gleason has been nominated. He didn't win for the pool guy movie. No, he didn't for uh, pool guy. Yeah, for playing Minnesota. The Facts. pool guy. Art Carney won. Starring yeah. Jackie what, what, Gleason. What, what? For uh, Tonto. Uh, Twelve Tonto Angry and Men. Tonto and Harry and Tonto. I'm sorry, Harry and Tonto. The guy wow. who goes across country with his dog or cat. With his cat, right? Cat, yeah. yeah. Whoa. Uh, never heard. George of Burns has won. 
Pat Morita's from the Karate Kid. He's been nominated. Alec Guinness has won. Yep. Also been nominated. That's the one I got Wars. right. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah, that's the one you got right. Yes. Thank God. Gary Busey, you were on the right track. He's been nominated for, for Buddy Holly, yeah. but he didn't win. After that, it's all downhill. Madeline Kahn's been nominated twice. One of those was for Blazing Saddles. Nice. Eddie Murphy, as Gary we Busey. Blah, blah. Damn for the grace of God, go I. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Seven, eight, All nine, right, ten. Who wants to go next? I can't take the, the, the pressure. Give it to me. I right, go to John. I know I'm going right. to mess this up. What, Here are you going to beat go. six? I'm never going to beat Pat six. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd. <sighs> nominated. Bill Murray. No. Mm. Never been nominated, you said? No. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, wait. Can I go back? You can go back. Uh, <sighs> I say no still. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Nominated. Anne Hathaway. One. Christian Bale. Uh, fucking Bryce. Get off my set, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> That's an Oscar right there. Uh, eh, nothing. Christian Bale's nothing? Okay. Matt Dillon. Mm, nominated. Soda Popinski. George, <laughs> George Clooney. Uh, I don't think he's ever won. Uh, maybe uh, Perfect Storms. What the oh, fuck? Oh, brother, we're out there. Oh, brother. Yeah. Definitely nominated. Did he win? I don't think. I, I think he won. Give me a win. Ed Asner. <laughs> he was good in Elf. You know, I, I met Ed Asner. I ran into him and Lemmy and David Bowie at, at Joe's Pizza. Joe's Pizza. And he bought me a slice. Uh, one. Alan Alda. Alan fucking Alda. Motherfucker. <laughs> I've seen that guy mumbling to himself on the Upper West Side. Did you? Yeah. Was he mumbling Shakespeare? He was talking to himself. He was beautiful. Yeah. He could make anything work. I have a boast. I got to see him in Glen Gary, Glen Ross. It was awesome. Whoa. Yeah, he's good. He's fucking Hawkeye Pierce. That's right. I, I, lo- saw, I love uh, that character. David Bowie in The Elephant That's Man. how you know he's oh, good yeah? because like, yeah. he's nothing like that Hawkeye guy. I bet that was it's like Chevy movie. Chase. Yeah. Way, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he won like on some kind of crazy luck. I think he like hit a movie. He won. He won. He <laughs> on won. Go- on yeah. Golden Pond. On Golden Ponds. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. This is uh, your last one. Nominated. All right, you got four correct. Oh, oh, all right, so well, close. pretty good. So bad. Pretty, pretty damn good. And for the extra one. What movie did Bill Murray get nominated for? Uh, Lost in Translation. Okay, you get the extra point. Thank you. Nice. That's probably Five. easy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 after I answered, I, I realized. All right. So you what got, were the ones I got right? Okay, so Dan Aykroyd was nominated. Damn it, I knew it. What, what, uh, oh, I know what it's for. It's like they adopt a girl, a little girl or uh, something. The Blues Brothers. My Girl. My no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's in that? Yeah. I never saw that film. He drives her around. Never saw that picture. Uh, Bill Murray, nominated. No, it's Morgan yes. Freeman Morgan driving Freeman, around. Right. Dan Aykroyd doesn't drive anyone. Yeah, I thought that was Dan Aykroyd. No. What's the point of that movie? Two right, white right, people right. drive each other around? It'd be over right. in 10 minutes. Right. It's the story of entitlement. <laughs> no, no charge for you. 
Sir. Yes. Are you interested in game shows or not? <laughs> what happened? Uh, so, uh, Scarlett Johansson never. Anne Hathaway, yes. One, right? Won. I got that. I knew she won. Christian for Bale won. What a Christian, yeah, he did? For Batman? No, for uh, the the boxing, the boxing movie. Oh. oh, the boxer. What does she know about boxing? <laughs> <laughs> Hit me again, you bastard. Uh, Matt Dillon, yes. No, I'm sorry. He's been nominated. George I didn't Clooney. get that? For I think it, you got that one, actually. Was he nominated for his interview of the Colombian drug lord? Uh, you're, Sean way off, Penn. you're way off there. <laughs> George Clooney so has won. Ed Asner, I got that. I got one. That's right. Mm-hmm. Ed Asner's never won. Damn it. Never been nominated. Come on, Ed. Step it up. Alan Alda has been nominated for The Aviator, the uh, great uh, Martin Scorsese. Uh, he played a great uh, evil senator in The Aviator. Right. And Dennis Quaid has never been nominated. Right, I got that so right got too. Two more people. I got at least ten five, right, and we, you got uh, four, four with the bonus. Twenty. Five, so five, 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 five with the bonus. Five with the bonus. Is it Kojak? Who wants to go next? Brian's cheating me on at least a point. All right, Brian, <laughs> you are next. Yeah, this is you know this is like spinning the roulette wheel. I know nothing about Oscars, so let's just see what sticks. <laughs> Marry her. All right, I love to play with sticks. Randy Quaid. <laughs> Uh, n- not not nominated. I always play with sticks. Will Smith, <laughs> nominated. Jamie Fox, mm, nominated. No, wait, did he win for uh, for <laughs> fucking uh, <laughs> for Ray Charles? I'm going to say one. Yeah, one. I think you're right. <laughs> okay, Daniel Day Lewis, one. <laughs> Christoph Waltz. I don't know who that is. Yeah, you do. Uh, he hangs yeah, out with Pat Mastretta. Inglorious Pastors. He's a German dude. Oh, oh, he's excellent. Um, nominated? Steve Carell. Not nominated? I don't know. Russell Crowe. Nominated? No, one? One? Harrison Ford. Uh, one? I don't know. One? Died. Helena, <laughs> no, no. Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, w- w- uh, nominated? Boxing Helena. <laughs> and Jonah, she played a good ape. Jonah Hill. Oh, uh, not nominated? I don't know. No, no, not he's nominated. nominated for that stupid fucking movie. Yeah. They're all stupid no. fucking movies. Oh, that, that Wolf of Wall Street not, was terrible. Not, oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say nominated with the fuck. Okay. <laughs> well, you got it right now. I guess you got a little help on that. <laughs> well, uh, no, he didn't. He didn't tell me what to say. No, he didn't. He doesn't control you. I'm only. I'm like Mario <laughs> kicking Tommy <laughs> Rockstar under the poker right, table. Right, I have like like the angel on my shoulder and the devil on my shoulder. So, all right. <laughs> Let's uh, go while we're young. <laughs> out of all the uh, your bonus question, out of all the you uh, have nine uh, three, right. Wait, hang on. You got six right on that. Oh yeah! yeah. You nice put job. them over the top, John. Thanks, John. No, you me one for come Worcester. on. Snoozikoff did out it of, all by himself. That's right. Out of all these actors, one of them has been nominated. Enjoy that free pass, ass wife. Has been nominated twice in the same year. Which one was it? Wait, 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 the question, which which of those has the, been nominated twice? Right, in the, the ten actors I gave you, which one was nominated twice in the same year? I can't remember what I had. I can't remember who the fuck. Um, I can't remember what I have for breakfast. Um, this could take you over the top. Well, yeah, Come on, is one of them. I don't just even, it was yeah. Paul Rubens twice Paul for Rubens. both yeah. TVs. Big yeah, adventures. I'm just gonna. I don't even know. Ernest saves Christmas, and it's it's uh, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Ernest goes to dirt uh, nap. The answer to that was Jamie Fox. Okay. Uh, he won got, twice in one year. He got nominated for Ray, twice for Ray and, and uh, Collateral. So why are all these yeah. people complaining yeah. about there's no minorities in the Oscars? Oh, Look at that. He got twice no, in one year. No, they're talking about this it's year. It's a different Mario. year. Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> all right, so the... Uh, Let's marry everybody. 
Uh, Randy Randy Quaid's been nominated. Oh come on, Will what, Smith for vacation. In the, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I think he'd be committed. Will Smith has been nominated. Uh, Jamie Foxx has won. Yep. Okay. Yes, Daniel I knew Fur, he for Ray. Lewis, of course, yes. he's won. Yeah, he won for Ray. Daniel Day Lewis, of course, he's won. Gangs. Chris, Christoph Waltz has won twice. Oh, he, yeah, he won right out of the gate. In, wow. Yeah. yeah, and both for uh, Tarantino. I have to say his, his character, his Nazi in uh, Glorious, is frightening. It's yeah. such a good character. What a great villain. And, uh, Guest height! Guest height! That was, that's right from the movie. This is a clip from the movie. We have a clip, I believe. <laughs> that's right? when they were smoking height. pipes. Guest height! Here's Christoph Walsh. That was the famous Ryan. pipe scene. <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe has won for that Gladiator movie. I didn't think it was that great. Yeah, uh, he won for that. I knew that. Harrison Ford was nominated once. For what? I think it was... Uh, Henry's Witness. Awakening. Witness. 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 Yes. The first rated R movie I ever saw in the theater. And there were yeah. titties. I couldn't shot. believe it. I jerked off right there. Right, a seat of that was shot by me. Popcorn. <laughs> I pulled the popcorn trick on my aunt Carol. Huh. Uh, Helen on bottom. Carter was nominated twice. Then Jonah Hill was nominated twice. What the also. fuck was it for? For, Wolf, for, for what? Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Wolf and uh, the baseball movie. Uh, which oh, I've yeah, never yeah. seen. Tim, Tim Tuffle. Oh, that's good. You what, should watch that movie. It's I, worth I really watching. What's the baseball do. movie called? Uh, Moneyball. It's a Billy Bean story. Moneyball. Uh, Moneyball. 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 Yeah. Okay, that was a good one. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's If you're a baseball fan, I would watch it. I don't think it was great, but it's it's really good. So, Jonah Hill, by the way, that fucking Wolf of Wall Street bullshit. Uh, fuck that. I'm totally out. So that whole movie You're sucked. tied with Pat now, right, Pat and Brian are tied. And, and Pat has abdicated the throne, so you might be the winner if Ro- Tommy can't do it. Hi. Tommy can't do oh, it. Oh, he's back. Let's see what Tommy you. can do here, right? right let's Farting see. maniac. <laughs> Steve uh-huh. Buscemi. Ooh, uh, I'm going to say nominated. John Travolta. One. Christopher Walken. Nominated. Jerry. <laughs> nominated. Lewis. <laughs> the movie. Who? Jerry Lewis. Never nominated. Peter Sellers. Nominated and never won. Marilyn Monroe. Tough, man. Uh, Tough. I can take, a, <laughs> take a leap of faith. No. Mm, no mm, yeah. I'm going to say no, never. Michael Douglas. Uh, definitely nominated. But did he win, Tommy? Did he win? He's been in some great movies. Brian, do you want to ride home? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say yes. Kirk Douglas. Ooh. Nominated number one. Queen Latifah. Oh God. One for on best supporting line. actress or some shit like that. What was your What was your answer? One. 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 I agree with you, Tommy. Sarah Jessica Parker. Never nominated. Oh. All right, we got a tie there. Ooh. Another tie, three way. Wow. Yeah, baby. Let me see. What did I get? What did I get? You got six? Six, got right? Six. Did Kirk Douglas win for this portrayal of Vincent Van Gogh? Didn't he? He what? won for Falling Down, where he really wanted to Vincent Van Gogh. His portrayal I like that movie. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Right. Well, Tommy, if you get the bonus question, you win. Mm. Name one movie that Peter Sellers was nominated for. The unbearable lightness of being. 
Come on, you no, know I don't. I don't fucking Pink Panther. Yeah, that's it. Go. Say the Pink Panther. Pink Panther. That's all I got. I don't know any other Peter Sellers. No, I don't know. If that's the right oh, answer. Is know, that the right answer? He had the. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's. Right. I wouldn't have known that. I have Pink oh. Panther's the only answer I have. <laughs> Brian doesn't even know the answer. Actually, you were pretty close with the first answer. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, it was the, the being, Purple being Panther. Was, close. Uh, what, what, you ever see that movie? Which, being, being, being there? there? Oh, being no. there. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Right, right. It's about the with chance the gardener. Right, Chauncey Gardner. It. Never seen right. it. Never seen it. So I'll, I'll lose that point. Now we're tied for six. And what are the six, what are the ones I got right? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. We got to read those, don't we? Uh, Steve Buscemi's never been nominated. John Travolta's been nominated twice. Uh, Christopher Walken has won. Uh, Jerry Lewis has never been nominated. Yep. Peter Sellers has been nominated, actually never won. I think he was nominated like four times, too. Uh, Travesty. Marilyn Monroe, never Michael Douglas has won. Kirk Douglas has been nominated. Queen Latifah has been nominated. And Sarah Jessica Parker has never been nominated because she's terrible. Yeah. Okay, ah, I gave her a light once. Mm-hmm. She right. came on to me. So uh, we got a three-way tie. <laughs> I, Real I quick. don't know how to stop this music. Let it play. Let it play. I'm I enjoying. like it. It's All right. So, right. so uh, we're just going to go round robin until you guys fall off. All what right? did Kirk Douglas get nominated for? Do you know? I don't remember. No. Bombs away. It had Mike, to be it Vincent Michael Van Gogh. Douglas. Vincent Van Gogh is the great Michael Do you think uh, Colette could uh, beat six? Yeah, yeah Colette, Colette, Colette get in here. Colette, Colette, hop on the mic. Come on, one jump round, in one, one round. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, I'm going to go home. All right, Ryan, tiebreaker then. Okay. I'll just go around and... Spartacus, Kirk Douglas. There's your nominee. All right, uh, Pat. Michael Douglas. Yes. Rachel no, McAdams. Rachel McAdams. So, yes. Excuse me. Never, never been nominated. Good guess. Uh, uh, Tommy Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, one. <laughs> she won. Brian Jennifer Lawrence won a fucking Oscar, dude. To stay and alive. Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't have I one. Alec, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, nominated. All right, you two survived. Pat, you could go home now. <laughs> he did. He checked that on purpose. You're telling me she's currently so nom- long, Pat. She's currently nominated. You're telling me Bye, that uh, Alec Baldwin <laughs> didn't, didn't win Best Supporting Actor <laughs> he in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? No, there goes, he, there goes, he there goes my ride. It's only one scene. You <laughs> got nominated for The Cooler. You going to Brooklyn? Well, actually, if you come to Long Island with me, we'll go to Brooklyn. I go to Long Island from the Brooklyn. Okay, really wait. let's see if we can break this up. Uh, Tommy, Jack Lemon. Yeah. Jack Lemon. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, he's done uh, some like a hot lot of old stuff. I'm gonna say he's had to have at least been nominated. <laughs> he's so old, had had to have win once. Nominated? Brian, yeah, Walter Matthau. Oh, um, 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 say one. Who's nominated? All right, they both stay alive. They actually both have one. Okay, uh, one for uh for for odd couple, right? This is exciting. Colette got it. She should yeah. be on mic. Colette's uh, getting every answer yeah. right. I know. You Step been into there. Pat's gr- too late. Too late now. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, Katie yeah. Holmes. Oh, oh God! I think she won like fucking best supporting actress. She won best boobs department. <laughs> What's she talking about, Holmes? 
Is that your well, answer? Was that a pe- People's Choice Award? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, she, she's yeah, like, Nickelodeon I awards. have big boobs. And then like green slime comes down. <laughs> right. Her. Yeah. TV <laughs> movie award. What's the secret you, word? You said, I don't know. No, not, you have to say, if you say, I don't I know, know, you get slimed. Not for one. Not, not for like best actress, or like, but she was some bullshit thing she Nominate. won. Yeah, no. I think no, Barf should have been. She won for some bullshit. He's saying one. One. Move on. And Michael Caine, Brian. Uh, well, I have Michael Caine. Michael yes, Caine. She was 16 years old. Oh, fuck. No, he, no, he must have won. She was only 16. And Brian, you are the winner of the break. Oh, oh, right. Whose show is drink, it? Whose show drink, is it tonight? Drink. Your night. That's right. <laughs> it's a music off night. What a fight. Finally. What a battle. Amazing. Good job, Tommy. Good job, Brian. Thank you. Good job, oh, Johnny. Amazing. Great job, all of you. Stole it. All right, can we wrap this up? Yes, sir. Can we go home now? Yes, that was yeah. very exciting. Thank Ryan, thank, thank you, thank you very much for that game. That was great. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, Tommy Rockstar it. hanging right in until the right. end. Yep. Triple right. overtime. I Triple Ryan up, Music up Off. Champion of the world. Champion. Mario Asaro. I raise my glass to you, Mr. Music Hall. I'm the champion of the whole show today. <laughs> Ryan, great game. You are. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It's my Ryan, pleasure. Thank you for everybody. Thank you, John Worcester. Thank Thanks, you, Bra- Bradley uh, Weissenberger, for filling in for Tree Voice. Preemptive strike, which you could hear 7 p.m. right per, an hour before our show every Friday night. Only on radio. Right. Nope. Only on radio. Nope. And thanks to the ghost of Patrick Walsh. He played that the good ghost COC of Patrick song. Walsh, who has had enough. His. He's, oh. Oh, oh my God! Doesn't he know how cold it is in here? Kazuga's in, in California. Oh, You're on the fan. What? <laughs> nice and warm where hey, you uh, are, this Kazuga. This is uh, Chris from Gilroy. Uh, I just want to uh, pipe in with some breaking news. Apparently, Yuana uh, Cespedes has resigned with the Mets. No. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, read read the wire. It's uh, popping up. Uh, oh my apparently, God. apparently I, it's happened. I make it a habit never to look at my phone during the show. Right. I don't. I don't even look at it. Wow. Oh my God! Thank huh. you, Kazuga. Thank you, Chris. He's going to come back with another 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 goddamn tchotchke around his neck this year. Said it was going to happen with the last twenty four hours. And I Dave Harrison and I wondered aloud why Jerry. Seinfeld didn't just chip in the difference <laughs> and call it a day. A movement of the Met people. You can't find anything? I, I got nothing. We need to confirm this, man. Kasuga's is solid. I'm going He would never do that to me. Did Kasuga, did you just like tip TRNN? Is he like the. Kasuga's with the sports fucking news. Just. Cespedes is a Met? Yeah, congrats. Congrats. Oh, my God. Thanks, Chris. What a great way to end the show. Thank you, Chris. We are going, we're we are not only going to the World Series, we are winning the World Series <laughs> All right. with this pitching. Okay. Finally, we got a bat, and now the DH is coming in 2017 and rolls, and we're going to be better off because we'll have Cespedes. Well, the DH is coming to the National League in 2017. Oh, yeah, that's what they say. Serious consideration. I heard it on Francesa. Put it in the box. Thank you, everybody. Put it in the box. Thank you, John Burster. Thank you, Tommy Rockstar. Put it in the box. Thank you, Ryan Collison. Put it in the box. Thank you, Patrick Walsh. Put it in the box. Thank you, Mario Saro. Put it in the box. Thank you, Colette Hulan. Put it in the box. 
<laughs> Thank you, Brian Musikoff. You're yeah, the hero of Ghost Indie of Rock, Walsh. and you're my personal hero. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Holland. Oh, my God. We'll see you next week, I guess, and the New York Times will be here, and hopefully it'll be a story on us. Fuck you. Facebook. Put it in the box. Put it in the box. Put it in the box. Because the light was on. Live from the barrage. Brought to you by Stony Brook Farms. Lacto Ovo Eco Friendly Farms.